Ladies and gentlemen, this is the final episode of Doctor Who season 13? 15? 12. 12? Yes, believe it or not. 13th Doctor. It feels like so much more. <laughs> 13th Doctor, 12th season yes. of New Who. And my name is Natalie Bohensky. And uh, for the last 10 weeks, my dear podcasting partner, Stuart Laid and I have been talking about this show. And it has come to this. It has come to the final episode of Doctor Who forevermore. No, I'm kidding. It's apparently going to be back, but in what form, we don't know. Look, I'm really just spinning some lines here because this episode left me baffled. But it's not just up to me to talk about this. It's up to Stuart Late. Hello, Natalie. Joining me here. Joining me here in the podcast. We're actually in the same room. We should point that out. We are. We are looking at each other in the face. uh, In the face? In the eyes. I mean, yes. I'm looking at Stu's beard. (laughs) It is full it is shiny. It's glossy. Sure, he looks sure. like a, a Crufts winner, um, in 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 a positive way. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just I'm excited to be in the same room as you, Stu. That's it. Well, we, you know. we've done the whole series. Whole series via Skype. Via Skype, which is unusual for us. We don't usually go that long. Apart, yeah. So, well, it's yeah. my fault because I have no. been away a lot, and then I was sick. It's, it's your fault because you're desperate. You're trying to have a career. I'm, I'm trying to make some money, Stu. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's all looking a bit bleak. <laughs> Large sigh. <laughs> we, uh, yes. Anyway, we have a guest, a special guest. We definitely do, and I'm very excited about it. A special, special guest. guest who was on the very first episode this season talking about Spy 4 Part 1, <laughs> and then he did not want to come back on because he preferred to just listen to us. That's right. Well, yes. Because but, 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 I think he's the only person who listens to the, well, one of the few people who actually listens to the podcast the whole way through. <laughs> Well, no, no, we, we have a fair few. I did that experiment a couple of weeks yeah, ago. We have, we have, yeah, like about 15 people are listening all the way through, so that's fine. And thank you. If that if you are yeah. one of those people, thank you so much. Uh, but we would like to introduce, for a final time this season, Mr. Dan Beeston Hooray! from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast. Hello, listeners. <laughs> I hope you're well. Uh, we're all kind of, you know, like a coiled... I'm well. Yeah, I'm well. You're well. Yeah, you're okay. Yeah, yeah. I think we're all well. We're all well. We've got our health. And that's what's important. We yes, I was quite ill, but I'm recovering well. And uh, so far, none of us have the coronavirus. We're that's all very right, yes. appreciative of that. Um, we... I've got some MERS, but that's yeah. that's mostly <laughs> that, cleared up. That'll pass. Uh, and I have no toilet paper. Apparently, that's the thing at the moment is to buy toilet I'm, paper. I'm baffled why toilet why everyone just decided on toilet paper. It always is, seems like in a disaster, that's what goes. Is like, it? So people just grab seems, toilet paper. This seems new to me. I, yeah, I, I, I suppose don't know. toilet paper is multifunctional. You can use it to dress wounds. You can use it to. I mean, see, the thing was, a couple of weekends ago, I hosted a charity fundraiser for my cat rescue, right? And it was a horror-themed one. And so, what I did for a game mm. uh, at the end was, I got every every table to dress up a member as a mummy. So I gave them each two rolls of toilet paper, right? Okay. And they had to dress up a, a mummy and cover them fully. Sure. And now I realise I was wasting toilet paper. <laughs> like, give it a couple of weeks, that toilet paper could be sold on eBay for you know what thousands. Of you know what you can do with toilet paper? You can make alcohol out of it. What? Can you? It's cellulose. And if you oh. get the right chemicals, you can break down the cellulose into basic sugars and then make alcohol out of it, which tastes like it was made from toilet, toilet paper. paper. Yes, absolutely. Get you drunk. <laughs> Is that a prison trick or I don't I think it's a I think it's a fictional like it's it was it's, it was a, a theoretical thing for someone to play right. with and someone on YouTube went 
I'm going to spend about six weeks making this happen. <laughs> and they did it. And did they drink their toilet paper yeah. booze? Yeah. Their bog roll booze? They were unimpressed. <laughs> yeah. Well. But they were like, it's fine. It's like cheap vodka. Because hand sanitizer, I can understand, even though there's some, I guess, limits to how effective it would be. Yeah. Well, yeah. antibacterial against a virus? Mm. Uh, I think there may be some limits about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, I think more to get you drunk is the... Well, that's true. Oh, yeah, no, it'll, it'll do yeah. that. But in, in, in terms of, like, a public safety feeling, like, oh, don't worry, I've got hand sanitizer. Yeah. I'll be okay. It's not going to kill the virus. No. At all. Like, it's not going to help against coronavirus. No, it's just going to make you feel like you mm. don't need to wash your hands with soap and water. Wash your hands, wash your hands, wash yeah. your hands. Yeah, yeah. It really is that simple. That simple. And, and try not to touch your face. Or anyone yeah, else. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. So I, saw, I saw you everyone, tweeting today is, about this. Which, is, which makes you immediately want to just claw at your own face. Yeah. Well, this is the problem. <laughs> is that this episode of Doctor Who, I kind of did the Kevin McAllister from Home Alone <laughs> for the whole, for the whole episode. Time? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, none of us have coronavirus, but we are infected with a serious case of Doctor Who finale-itis. And yep. we're, all, we're all kind sure, of sitting here. So, <laughs> so what happened was, what happened was, I got a message from Dan who, by the way, is not on our secret Facebook chat group with Greg from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast. In our defense, only because he's not on Facebook. Yeah, well, that's, that's the, exactly right. Yes. And I knew I was going to have to make sacrifices. I didn't realize how big that was. <laughs> but I, I got a call from Greg from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast going, have you watched the episode yet? i with him. And I, said, <laughs> and I said, hello, Greg, he's in Perth. Maybe we'll Skype him later, see what he thinks. Yeah. And he uh, said, have you watched the episode? And was like, oh, it's fine. Is it great? No. Will it change some things? Yes. Will it really change some things? No. Is it going to annoy some people? Yeah. And he was very, you know, this was his non-spoilery review. Uh, He then, I think he messaged both of us saying, fine. We then watched it later in the evening on Monday. And as soon as we started talking on the group about what we thought, (laughs) Greg called me to go, all right, well, here's some thoughts. (laughs) Yes. But then... Yesterday, so you've already talked about this together. No, not really. Just a few notes on our secret Facebook group. I can hear Liz is getting upset. They're getting FOMO. (laughs) They want transcripts. (laughs) We can get our Facebook chat logs and just post them up. Um, I did have a really good joke in that chat log. Oh yeah, you did yeah, actually. Which yeah. I'll have to remember later to. We'll have to, we'll have to try and bring it up organically. <laughs> yeah, organically. So talk about my joke. Um, <laughs> it's a good joke. Oh boy, this sizzling. <laughs> uh, and then I got this message from Dan going, Hey, do you want me to come on your podcast? I have dot 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 thoughts. Yes. So This is what excited me because we, way back in episode one, we had Dan on and he definitely had some thoughts and all the way now at the end of the series, yeah. I, I suspect you have some more thoughts. Well, should we start by maybe doing our quick one minute challenges yes, and definitely. then getting into Dan stuff or Dan, do you, Dan has come, I should add with a small, you know, files worth. Not a manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> it's written in very spidery, precise <laughs> handwriting. A copy has been mailed to all major newspapers yes. and police stations. <laughs> all work and no play makes Captain Jack a dull boy. Oh, yeah. Not as good as my joke, but okay, we'll get to my joke. Um, You're really creating a rod for your own back. Yeah, I am. I am. So this was the second part of the season ending two-parter. We had Ascension of the Cybermen, which we discussed last week. Yes. A lot of our opinion was we'll see if they nail the landing. Yeah. Wasn't Um, it? (laughs) Stu... 
Look, my, my general, my, I, I think I said it best when I, this episode left me thoroughly whelmed. <laughs> um, you know, like, I didn't hate it. I, know, I can understand why there are people out there who hate this episode. I'm just going to start um, by saying I actually enjoyed watching it more than I thought I would. And on it, it, it kind of drew me, I think, into a little bit of a spell. Mm. And it's only subsequent to go, oh, yeah, there were a lot of things wrong with that. So there was something about it that did make me go, oh, I'm actually quite enjoying this. Yeah. And But I am in no way going, I'm a huge fan of the episode or I think this was a comparative to Fugitive from the Judoon or anything like that. Sure. I think, I think there are some... They're called refrigerator moments where you watch the movie yeah. and then you come home and then a couple of hours later you're going to the refrigerator and you open up the refrigerator and you go, wait a second, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. If he was over there yeah. and she did that, then what? Yeah. yeah. As on a complete side note, we now need a new refrigerator. I accidentally damaged our house. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yes. What the hell, slam, <laughs> shake, grr, Hulk smash. Uh, so I, I don't know. For some reason, I found myself kind of drawn in, and I don't know if it was sort of just Sasha Dewan being quite delightfully nutty as the master. Hmm. Uh, I still don't quite understand what a lot of the plot was but there was something about the execution where i was engaged enough to be like oh i mean i'm enjoying this okay but yeah the spell has fall i don't know if, if it cast a spell on me it did fall away quite quickly yeah but I, let's go through our one minute challenge definitely and then we can get dan to unfurl his scrolls uh, <laughs> he's he's champing at the bit i just i can feel I you can, can feel, feel it, it no, 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 i'm him. i'm Okay. I'm, I'm very present. So, uh, sh- should I start? You, I'll you start. Because mine is bas- basically nonsensical. Um, my first... So it's an exact transcript of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my first Latin was, um, what? There was a bit of watting at the end. There was a bit oh, of watting, That was yes. cute enough. That was cute. That was fun. Um, the Doctor is same, same, but different. Yeah, well, I really, I really do want to... That's my central thesis, actually. Okay, so let's, <laughs> so, let's highlight that. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Can someone tell me what is the Matrix? Oh, it's um, Time Lord Wikipedia. No, no, no one can tell you what the Matrix is. <laughs> you must experience it for yourself. Well, yeah. certainly the Doctor Thank did a lot of experiences. I think it's a Transformers thing. Uh, yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah, until, uh, uh, until the day when all I won. The Master um, was very bouncy mad. He was, yes. Uh, did Yaz become a psycho too? Graham is not getting much emotional support. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you're a really impressive woman, Yaz. She's like, yeah, you're all right. Can I just add, while apparently, and I didn't notice this, it was it was Greg who told me this, but mm. apparently the other two humans were off digging out the cyber suits so they could wear them. Yes. And Yaz and Graham are sitting just around just sitting, talking, chatting. Having a chat. While Graham's going, you're really impressive, Yaz. You're just such an impressive yeah. woman. While these other humans from the well, like future pulling out, pulling out cages. Well, this is what I said. And I said this to Greg on the phone. I was like, can I ask a question? Those cyber suits, they're not robotic. Like, they would have had human remains. Like, well, they, would they, have they mentioned that on screen. Like, like they, they have to scoop out the bits. Yeah, but um, nobody's covered in blood at any point. No. Nobody's... But they should be covered in, like, gore and... Yeah, and the suit... Cybermen are all seem to be, like, seven foot tall. Mm. Like, Graham's not seven foot tall. <laughs> and Yaz definitely is quite short. Tall. Yes, exactly. Anyway, so, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, Yaz is very impressive while sitting around just <laughs> telling Graham, you're not bad yourself. I'm from Yorkshire. That'll do. Uh, but as we were saying on, on the chat log, it's like, hey, Yaz will, Graham will lucky. 
when I were a lad, you got clipped over the ear by your headmaster, told to go down mine. Uh, am I funny yet? You got a clip over the ear. Luxury. 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 Yeah. Um, uh, Ryan can shoot hoops and the doctor is saved by a man. Yes, she sure is. <laughs> Which yes, I think is. is just a lovely return to um, a bit of balance in this crazy female doctor. Not only world. they actually they actually get the one-two punch in this episode because not only is she saved by a man, but she gets a, a pep talk from a magical black lady. Um, so they really do. Yeah, like, they got some real they, tropes. They really. Oh, can I say? But can one. I? Can I say? Is that? <sighs> With the magical black lady, I do appreciate a magical black person trope, but at the same time, they oh. went for such a big thing with the whole, uh, and I didn't even get to in our minute challenge, the whole regeneration factor, sure. this, which we'll talk about, but they went to so much of an effort to ha- go like, oh no, this is a previous doctor incarnation who mm. is a black woman. Like they, they yes. kind of yeah. had to put so themselves another, another into incarnation that. Of the doctor, right? Yeah, but they had to, that trope was kind of. Yeah, but she didn't have to do that. She didn't have to serve that yeah, role exactly. in the story. Yeah, she didn't have but to. But they come went. Back oh, we need that. someone to give the. Oh, you know what? We'll get the magical black lady yeah. to give the the rousing spiritual speech. Totally. And she then, and then later on, just to complete the trifecta, um, the Doctor, a white lady, talks about how she's racially superior to Sasha Dewan's master. So I'm better than you. I'm well, better than you. And this, the look. I have some sympathy towards well, them there. Well, she did side with the Nazis in the last episode I was on for. <laughs> it, 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 it's, All of this stuff is unintentional. Yes. But it's, it, it's, it's but, the result of sloppy-ass writing. But that's the thing. It's like these... I feel like there's going... Look, you're right. These things probably could have been picked up and gone, hang on a second, are we? But if you're going to normalise people of colour in your universe, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. you need to normalise yeah, that there are going to be bad people of colour and, you know, sure. or, or they're, they're going to be just as complex and just as strange and just as weird as white characters get to be. No, absolutely. So, the, those, last two, those last two points, are, are, I'm being mostly facetious. I know, I know, but, I, but it raises an interesting thing it for does, me, which yeah. is how do we make sure that uh, people of colour are presented as not just magical you know, magical Negroes or, uh, sorry, um, sorry if I'm using an offensive word. I just, I meant that's, I think that's a word. No, but that, that common phrase. That common phrase. Yes. So, um, uh, yeah. Or the, or the, the, like Will Smith in the bag of Vance kind of, (laughs) he's like magical black man, magical black woman. Mm. Um, yeah. Or I, 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 I must admit, I, I didn't quite think initially of the master as like, Oh, I'm racially superior to you. I thought I saw of it as more a moral no, sure, yeah, thing. But, but I, I take your point. Once you start going, Ugh. I think maybe this is why there are so many white guys as heroes in media because it's really easy to write for them. Because if you're writing for a white guy, like it's impossible to punch down on a white guy. <laughs> so you can throw them into any situation. You don't really have to think about any subtext. But if you get like a, a, a young black man with dyspraxia. And you have mm. him battling with ideas about the ethics of using violence, yes. and then, then you better you better really work hard to make that work. No, sure, and yeah, especially, especially if, you're, if you're a white writer. That's, yeah, yeah, especially if you're a white writer, you better land that bird. Yeah, 
Well, let's, Stu, hear your one-minute challenge, and then Dan is opening up the um, large array of papers, <laughs> stack of papers. I just had a note. Uh, there, there was a note I wrote down. Yes, it's, it's many a, notes. Okay. And we, and we organically landed there. Yeah, okay. And there's not going to be a lot of that from my... <laughs> from my missing. <laughs> Fantastic. Well... My, my quick list, it was relatively quick, uh, I had uh, at the very top of my list, who cares? Uh, which is not a great thing to write after It's very similar to my, um, what? Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh, who cares? What changed? What functionally changed about Doctor Who? What changed forever about the show? Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like There's a whole bunch more Doctors out there, apparently. Potentially. And the, the, the most charitable reading I've seen of it, and it's actually really interesting and quite sweet when you think about it is that Chibnall by doing this has actually legitimized every single piece of Doctor Who fan fiction there's ever been right every single Doctor Who piece of media that maybe wasn't canon you didn't know how it fit you know all that sort of stuff the movie it all it all counts everything's in right and we could talk a little bit more about that before it's it's quite a sweet idea because I don't I don't quite understand how that all works because I don't watch much Doctor Who yeah. Or oh, I don't consume Doctor Who outside of no, and and none do I really like I I, I come on, Stu, we're all friends <laughs> here. <laughs> but I've seen your blog. Yes. <laughs> it's more of a bulletin board yeah, service. Yeah, that's it, exactly. <laughs> um, but basically, my my overall like takeaway from this was that nothing changed for the Doctor. In fact, she literally said, like Joe Martin gives her the pep talk and says, you know, what does this change about you? Nothing. Mm. that's not great <laughs> from a universe altering revelation like something should change something about the status quo should shift but it didn't at all and I don't know that I wanted it to but it's just that everything was building up to Doctor nothing will ever be the same, same again. again no no the show will continue pretty much <laughs> unchanged from here on out like Nothing functionally about the character has been shifted at all. Is that something that will follow in the next season? I suspect... Is this, is this kind of Chibnall... Because this was uh, Greg from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast take that this was like Chibnall going, okay, this is where I'm going to be going. And and if that's the case, then great. If, if the Doctor has to, for a season at least, reckon with some of these lives that she doesn't remember living, that's interesting. That's an interesting take on the character. The Doctor doesn't even remember the lives that we remember well, her living. That's right, exactly. Like, well, that was a long time ago. I don't remember how yeah, old I am. Exactly, you know? Like, yeah, she's she's ancient even in her current incarnation. Every time the Doctor meets a previous incarnation, it's like, was I like that? Yeah, was I? Oh, wow. Mm. Can you believe I used to be like that? That's crazy. Um, the next thing I wrote down was uh, Ashad. Bye. See you later, man. Yeah. You're, you're not important to the he story was anymore. So out of there. see you later. Uh, yeah, an interesting, compelling villain. No, we don't need him. We've got the master. That's we got him anyway. We've got him purpose built. So don't need a shard. See you later. Was he compelling? Well, he was interesting. He was an interesting spin on the Cybermen. I thought I like, just, he was slightly more interesting than a normal Cyberman. Well, I suppose. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. But then I'm not a fan of the Cybermen. Oh, okay. They're a bit. They're, um, they're a bit zombie horde. They can. It's be. hard. It's hard to make it a personal. But, but that's what thing. they did. That, that's that's literally what they did with the show because yeah. he didn't have. Yes, well, this is why I'm saying he's a little yeah, bit better than you normal. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, the cyber controller. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's always. Like, what about those crazy weird guys with the round mouths and the Doctor? We're the Cybermen. <laughs> the really histrionic ones. 
Well, that's from um, a Bill one. Mandalori- Mandalorian one. Mandalorian Cybermen? Mantisian? No, no, Mendoza sort. No, no, the um, Mondasian. That's Mondasian. Yeah, Mandalorian is the baby Yoda, isn't it? Yeah, sorry. From from the planet Mondas, Earth's twin, which orbits in exactly the opposite rotation from the sun as us, which is why we've never discovered. Oh, that's good. Yes. That's quite cute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was the original Cybermen. That's pre-Doctor Who, isn't it? But the notion of a... Oh, a, probably. A probably. Uh, probably. I think but yeah, a, like, like it's the idea that Earth has I a think twin on the other side of the sun. Drawn on something else there. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that that planet is populated with these half-human, half-machine creatures called yeah. Cybermen. But they all talk like yeah, this. Yeah, they all have weird sing-song yeah. voice, which is actually oh, quite creepy. This is what I mean. Yeah. When I, as Doctor! Kid, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some actor, poor actor's told, look, we need you to really ramp this up. <laughs> Can you modulate? Can you, yeah. I think uh, the, the Cybermen have never been creepier than they were in uh, Tomb of the Cybermen, which is a Patrick Troughton story. It's very, very good. Oh, okay. They're, they're more insect-like. They've got a real buzzy sort of noise to them. Oh, and they're, okay. They're very implacable. and Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I did like how the, the ascension of the Cybermen for a shard was just become robots. Yes, exactly. So yeah, I, no, I, I like plan made no sense. I like that little element of the master going, look, ultimately you just want to become robots. Yeah. I, I don't that? mind that as an idea because the idea, like a lot of the Simon stories are, yeah. oh, we sort of added some sort of robotics to humans and we kind of liked that. We added more and more robotics and then the robotics that. kind of took over and we were sharing for a while and then the robotics kept taking over. It seems to be the natural progression that a Cyberman wants to become fully robotic sure yeah no absolutely i agree and i but, but i do like the fact that the master was sort of like oh but that's rubbish though there's lots of robots like you know anyone can oh do yeah that you know yes yeah, <laughs> th- i think that the master sort of calling that out was a fun yeah it was fun of, yeah everything about sasha dewan uh in this episode was really fun i liked him i like him as the master i think better than missy no. No, of course not. not. There was yeah. a point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why have a master that's not as good but as the Missy, last master? Missy's a, Missy's a very different character to the master. I think Sasha Dewan's doing a classic master. Yeah. Whereas, like, Missy, Missy, Missy was something as different. Missy was an extension sure. of what came before. The, and, the and growth. And, which has been and the new, undone. And the new one is just same again. You may as well, well. turn him into a metal snake. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will have to remind me about Missy, because it's not even that long ago, but I feel like I've forgotten so much of the well, Capaldi I mean, era. So I mean, Missy started out as a very villainous like master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mary Poppins, the demented Mary yeah, Poppins. Yeah, demented Mary thing. Poppins. Um, but then, like, you know, the whole arc for her was that, like, she tried to be a better person. But, you know, how do you, you know, she is a functional sociopath. Like, how yeah. do you make that person better? And the whole point was that you just keep trying, keep trying and, until you do good. And the big dilemma was that we saw the John Sim Master come back at the very end in the last episode. Ah, oh, that's right. Uh, the last couple of episodes and sort of pull her back into the dark side. And, you know, she was very upset about it, but, you know, she had this conflict, but ultimately she gave in. But then she kind of didn't. She kind of came good in the end, you know. And it was said at the time that he had limited the the number of... Or he, he'd, he'd permanently killed her. He'd, like, re- re- uh, removed her ability to regenerate. So maybe that was supposed to be like the final end, except it's never the final end of no. the master. Like this won't no. be the final end no. of the master. And, and I assume it's, it won't even be the final end of this master. No, like, no, exactly. yeah, one yeah, will we'll be see, back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's actually a really clever way that you could sort of explain why the master constantly comes back. Like imagine if he'd come from another parallel universe 
and, and <laughs> like intrinsically could be sort of regenerated over and over and over and over again. Well, I mean, wouldn't he be, that would actually he, make a lot of sense. Wouldn't he be furious at the Time Lords for doing that for, to him? Or for stealing that power yeah, from, from him. him. He had that power and he was experimented on as a child repeatedly over and over and over again. Then that memory was wiped from him and he only just found it out. Wouldn't that be a reason to destroy a whole planet? Instead Ooh. of like jealousy. That's right. He did destroy a whole planet. <laughs> sure did. I do want to get to this whole thing with the regeneration and, uh, and yeah, the master's complicated motivations yes. for wanting the doctor to <laughs> suffer. Um, but finish your list, Stu, and then... Um, okay, so the next thing I, I, we were just talked about, the master, I said uh, Cyber Lords is maybe the weirdest idea the show's ever done. Um, oh, cyber Masters. The, the Cyber Masters. Yeah. But, that, well, I but did... they weren't half Cyberman, half Master. They were half Cyberman, half, half Time, half time Lord. Lord. So they should have been called the Cyber Lords, but apparently that was the bit where Christian went, nah, too yeah. goofy. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Up until here, goofy. Also, can I just say, Cybermaster sounds like the name of a vibrator. It sure does. Just gonna say. The Cyberlord does too. But the the, the Cyberman. Even the Cyberman. (laughs) No, no. Even the Master. (laughs) Well, the Master. No, Cybermaster really kicks it up a notch. (laughs) But the. the, the Cybermen coming down with a little filigree uh, that was Time Lord collars, yeah. that's fun. I that was fr- fucking delightful. <laughs> yeah. And, and, that, and, the, I, I and was, they had the robes on as well. This. I was... I lit up. Like, <laughs> I think the thing that thrilled me the most in that moment was thinking about Chris Chibnall coming up with that idea yeah. and how much, how happy he, he would have been. been. He would have so been so happy. Been like, oh, I just had the best idea. Yeah. And so I, how did and it I, happen? How did it happen that quickly? How did they sprout metal like in their heads? The filigree. Where did they get the yes. in the in yeah. the in the in the helmets and stuff was incredible. Yeah. It's just like someone went. Look, we're not just going to do this. We're going to we're going to set the 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 the, the yeah. cyber machine. Turn to, it up to eleven. We're turning it up to fancy boys. <laughs> <laughs> just a, just an army of metal fancy boys. It's incredible. It is, really, it is a really good idea. It's a fun, goofy, stupid doctor's idea. Stupid and goofy. And, yeah. You need to amp up Cybermen and make them more dangerous. Yes, exactly. That is just a beautiful Doctor Who idea. Absolutely. And then yeah. they can't be killed. They regenerate. It's yes. amazing. And then I mean, they, it's never been a problem for the Doctor. They are literally the, the, the killbots from Futurama. <laughs> yes, exactly. The Doctor's never defeated the Cybermen by going, I'll just kill the organic bit. Yes. Like, that's never been a thing. The Doctor's always been like, oh, f- send through the... I'll, I'll attack the robot. Yes, pardon exactly. Yeah. I'll put stab him through the heart with gold arrows yeah. or something. <laughs> so it's... I mean, it's it's still stupid, but it's beautifully stupid. It is beautifully yes. stupid. It's a wonderfully inspired yeah. idea. And then he has them stand there and do shoot nothing. Shoot each other? No, like, shoot one, one shoots, one shoots another yeah. one. Oh, they have to demonstrate test it. They yeah, test, they have to demonstrate Test it out. And then they just sort of stand there. Uh, they shoot the old guy at the end and don't get me started about the old guy at the end. Uh, <laughs> That's Barristan <laughs> Selmy, thank Barristan you very Selmy. much. Once again, Barristan Selmy deserves better. <laughs> he does. He really does. Um, are um, you done? Or uh, I was going to say, uh, uh, ma- <laughs> so, uh, t- a couple more things. First one, uh, Master of Exposition. Yes. Uh, the entire episode is the Master talking. And why was he in two places at once? Because they wanted to do the Cyberman stuff and they wanted to do the Matrix stuff and they couldn't figure out a way to do one following the other. So they just had him do it at the same time. But he's and just that good. He's just that good. He's just that good. Just that but good. still not as good as the Doctor. No. <laughs> 
Um, I had uh, uh, the the big plan was editing the the big revelation was editing the Time Lord Wikipedia. That was there. <laughs> that, that's that's what this episode was was just editing the show's Wikipedia page. <laughs> and um, the final one was bye companions. See you later. Back to back to Earth. Yeah, I don't think there'll be because I read there was a. BBC well, put out a message the, yeah. by Chris Chibnall and the Christmas specials going to I don't know should we say do you try and keep yourself unspoiled? I know I, th- I, I, I it didn't even occur to me that the <laughs> companions were gone because they didn't do a big well, no, that's crazy right, exactly, send off yeah. where it's like all the emotional sp- stuff that we've shared across this time. <laughs> I, I did like that she programmed the TARDIS to just turn up as a detachable. Well, detached no, no, because it wasn't. She didn't. Program it, she, it. she didn't. That, that's what the TARDIS is supposed to do. That's what all TARDISes oh, are supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. that's it's right. A it's a working circuit. chameleon it just circuit. Automatically blends in with the local surroundings. Right. Luckily, there was a the bit TARDIS. of land there. Yeah, just the, the doctor. Somebody TARDIS would notice does. that. Somebody from council would drive no, no, past it's a and go. Filter. But surely, if it's somebody Pete, somebody else's problem. If somebody had just bought that piece of land, and all of a sudden there's a house on it, like they'd be going to court. They'd be like the well, perception well, no, filter probably. can only work so hard. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's going to stay there. I mean, it, it will stay that there was her forever. Plan. No one else knows how to drive that no. thing. Her plan, her plan was to send them all back so that the humans from the edge of the future could settle in the 21st century and get jobs, I guess. Oh, I guess <laughs> they can live in the TARDIS. And they can live well, in I the suppose, TARDIS. Yeah, that was what I thought. Of, that's yeah, why I, I thought it was programmed to go back, be a house, go to a, go to a council and Maybe it was. I mean, like the idea, why didn't she program them to have a mansion? Because, because later on the Doctor takes a second, like, like a third TARDIS, I guess. Yeah, and that, a that, tree. that disguises itself as a tree. Um, very, very easy for budget filming for that <laughs> yes, one. Yes, absolutely. But it is, it is weird to see the Doctor just burning through TARDISes. Again, it's something that... It's a very Chibnall-era thing where they're just like, oh, well, we're in the Citadel, so, I mean, there's lots of TARDISes yeah. just lying around. Uh, you take one, and you take one, and you take one, and now we all have these magic boxes that can get us anywhere we need to go. Uh, because Except no one else knows how to drive them. Because it's the end of the story, and we need to get everyone back home real quickly. Yeah. yeah. So, you go there. But it was very weird for the Doctor to be like, all right, well, I'll go back and get my TARDIS, and I'll just leave this TARDIS here, which is fine. No one will find yeah, this. Yeah, inc- like. Like, there have been stories where the where creatures have desperately wanted the TARDIS yes. technology, and the Doctor's just like, I'll just leave it over there. It looks like a tree. No one will know. <laughs> weird. It's super weird. And considering that weird. at the very end, we see the Jadoon just transmat into the TARDIS. Oh, that was... Can I just say, like, that might be the thing that pissed me off the most about this episode. Them just teleporting into the TARDIS. That is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Because wasn't yeah. the whole thing... We like- were able to kind of deal with the things that came in, in yeah the because first they were episode. like creepy and weird like they were from another dimension they, they dimension. didn't follow the rules but the Jadoon are just like weird space cops with rhino heads like they should not be able to just <laughs> like, get okay. into the target and why didn't I mean, they could, if the shields were down Yes, the Titanic no, no, but crashed into the TARDIS. Yeah, the other doc, the doc, the two doctors ran into each other and time crashed because their shields yes, were down or something. That's true. So, if, so for some reason the shields were down when the Doctor went to the end of the world where she's fighting the lone Cyberman. <laughs> Wait, why did the shields... Maybe the... But, I mean, the, but, but even so, there, there's, there's like there's like anti-transmat yeah, stuff that should be happening. It should not. You should not be able to just teleport to the middle of the TARDIS. It shouldn't be a thing. It opens like, up way too many... If you need to... If you need to arrest <laughs> the Doctor, have the Jadoon teleport outside the TARDIS yes. when she's going from the tree TARDIS to the... Box TARDIS. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that. no, because they needed that, that wrap-up 
shot of her in the yeah. TARDIS. Hello, mate. G'day, mate. And, but but not only that, like they needed her in the console room to that they wanted that that wrap up, as if oh we're you know onwards to the next thing, or I'll go to pick up these people that I that I sent back to the past, and then she's like, no, off to jail. <sighs> you know, like uh, dumb. Anyway, and that was all of your. That is all of my things, but it is by far not the end of oh, God. my opinions on this episode. No, not at all. So, Dan, do you want what, to... Well, I made a different list. Okay. Yes. Because I was having a little bit of trouble at the end of this episode trying to sort of figure out what my feelings were. And I went, you know what? I'm going to write a list of all the things I really liked. Okay. 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 That's cool. So I've got a list of all the things I, that I, I was like, Why yeah. Why do I feel like this is, there's going to be a catch to this? And, it, and, and, no, and no, that wasn't the plan. It, this isn't a bit... I was okay. like, no, no, I'm going in and I'm going to try to appreciate the things I really like. How, how long is this list? It's short. <laughs> <laughs> and we have discussed most of them. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, there was a bit where uh, the humans are on looking at the portal and the, the cyber warship warps yes, in above yeah, them. Yeah, like, like Battlestar Galactica That was style. one of the coolest shots I've ever seen in Doctor Who. That was Who. very cool. That gave me Vogon Constructor Fleet it, tingles. Yeah, it did, didn't ah. it? And just generally, like, the show has never looked better. The show looks it great, looks and incredible. you know why? Yeah. Because most of the budget is spent on, like, four <laughs> shots, and then they spend a lot of time just having characters talk about what's That's happening outside the very tent. true. That's very true. <laughs> But it's like those episodes of the goodies where they ran out of money, so everything was in the office. Yeah, yeah. Have, and they have no external no, that's budget. A, that's a bottle episode. There's a proper term for that. It's called oh, a bottle episode. Right, exactly. And right. those create great episodes of television. Look at night, uh, uh, Nightmare? Midnight. Midnight. Midnight yeah. is a bottle episode of Doctor Who. And it is that was exceptional. Scary. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's it's, Russell it's, T. Davies' finest work. It is very good. Yeah. Did he write that? Yeah, Russell T. Davies wrote that one. Ah. Uh, and, of course, um, Blink is a Dr. Light episode that isn't really a bottle it's episode. It's not a bottle it's, episode. Yeah. It's the one that they wrote because David Tennant was on holidays that week. <laughs> you know, like, literally. That, that's what it was. Like, like <laughs> They always did one, didn't they? Yeah, that, the that's Doctor it. had less the, the to do. The Doctor had yeah. less to do. Like, they'd, they'd write Love and Monsters Love was monsters. the first season of that. And how that uh, I can't believe they got a nod in this episode. Love did and it? Monsters? Yeah. Oh, yes. There was a, a brief flash of the Azor and Zorvaloff. Flash of the absorber off in from the, Love and Monsters in the, um, in the brain blast. In the yeah, season. we've got to talk about that we, brain blast we, at some point. We will, but it's not in my list of favourite. <laughs> please, please continue. Uh, oddly enough, uh, when the ship landed on the Citadel, I thought that was yes, pretty cool yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, ship landed on the Citadel. It's sort of when like they crunched down it, and just, like it yeah. landed on top of the Citadel. Oh and right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blended the two sort of elements. Yeah. Um, the Cyber Lords really liked. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked that it made it very clear that the Citadel was removed from the general population of Gallifrey. Yes, yeah, I really I was liked like that too. Cool. So the Time Lord, a Gallifreyan is not a Time Lord. A yeah. Time Lord. I think you'll find they're bogans. Shabogans. <laughs> Shabogans. Shabogans. <laughs> Literally the weirdest name. Apparently that's not new. Greg was telling me no, that's no, no, not that's, new. That's, that's from uh, I think. The Deadly Assassin. Yeah, um, but did oh, no, nobody no, did nobody check Australia for that? Did nobody? <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, the original Gallifreyans were Bogans. I think, I think back in '76, with they're from Rednexia Five. <laughs> Maybe they were called Bevans back then. Chavros, Westies, or Yobos, like they used to call Swampies. them Yobos. Like, yeah. No, Swampy is a different thing, isn't it? <laughs> it's Chavros and the Charlex. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I 
I it was really nice seeing the Citadel develop. There was a lovely shot of the Citadel. Sort yeah. Of di- yes, being built that was up. lovely. Yeah, that was really cool. While, while he was talking about the Shabogans, that's was, where I first heard and went Shabogan. Seriously, I really liked seeing working chameleon circuits. Yes, that, I yes. was so th- I, I, I was really surprised at how thrilled I was to see yeah. the house appearing and going. Yep, that's right. Because the master landed in Germany and it still looked like an outback house. Yes, and, and still I was like, like a shack, yeah. that makes no sense. That's yeah. only so that you don't have to get, do proper writing. Yes, and put the and and have her find the master through better means. Yeah, that's right. Couldn't even disguise it's, 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 blah, blah. Um, and. Finally, there was a really lovely character moment from Yaz where mm. just before, where they're looking at the portal and Brian's like, well, step into the unknown. Who fancies going first? Yeah, and she just, and she just takes off. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. That's a character who cares about the Doctor. Yeah. That's a character who's like... Did you say Brian? Brian? Brain. Graham. That Graham. should have said autocorrect. <laughs> You've combined yeah. Graham and Ryan to become okay. Brian. <laughs> Brian. Okay, sorry. Graham. He's said. not the doctor. He's a very naughty boy. <laughs> so Graham's basically like, only an idiot would go through there. And Yaz is like, I am there because I'm there for my doctor. And I was like, And oh, also, shit. I'm an idiot. That that gives... No, well, reckless, but... Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Passionate. Yeah. Like she, what the exactly. doctor would do. Which, yeah. That's right. Yeah, exactly. and I was like... Shit, she actually... that That's a character point from me. It is, yeah, yeah, that's, absolutely. Uh, that's, that gives her a little bit of cachet. There was, weirdly... I've remembered of, her name now. <laughs> yes, exactly. There was, weirdly... That's a big thing. There was a lot of good stuff with the companions in this one, I thought. It's just that their no. stuff was... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, he, on to the next oh. part of my... <laughs> right, so Dan just had... He unfolded yes. the piece of paper. He had the top third of yeah. piece of paper. That was his good list. He's now unfurled it into his room. The first of five more pages. (laughs) Well, actually, the first bit is, um, just uh, before we get on to the episode, I've been quite liking that you've been leaning into the Dr. Psychopath thing. Oh, yeah. Like... Yeah. um, And I realised that I've been enjoying the show a lot more since I sort of accepted (laughs) that into my head canon. I'm like, oh, no, she's a proper psychopath. Yeah. And I've sort of built this up a little bit too and gone, actually, it's it's not so far out of what makes sense because if you think about it the first doctor a bit gruff mm. second doctor a bit of a crazy uncle mm. third one a little bit OCD fourth one manic yes I think we can all agree the fourth yeah. doctor was manic yes fifth doctor super normal <laughs> yes actually yeah, yeah. Didn't he seems, wear celery in his... Uh, yeah, he seems more like a country vet or something I don't yeah. know <laughs> hey ho sixth doctor rage issues yes Seventh Doctor, manipulation is a symptom of borderline personality disorder. Sure. Eighth Doctor, narcissist. Sure. Classic narcissist. Wait, what, Paul? Who, who am I? Paul, but, Paul yeah, McGann. Yeah, Paul McGann. Looking in mirrors You don't look like that unless you <laughs> are really infatuated with your appearance. Look, he is the thinking woman's crumpet. Ninth Doctor, PTSD. Sure. Tenth Doctor, God Complex. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Yeah, true. Eleventh Doctor, social dysfunction. Bow sure. ties are cool. Yeah, absolutely. Fezzes. Twelfth Doctor, autism. Classic autism. <laughs> yeah, actually, yes. Thirteenth Doctor, Doctor Psychopath. Sure. Like this has actually been building really. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you saying that the Doctor contains all of those former things? Each I, I, Doctor builds. It, it, it builds. It grows. Because we don't we we don't want to suggest that you know 
people who have OCD or autism or PTSD will become psychopaths. No, no, <laughs> this is the regeneration thing. This isn't just... No, a, absolutely. Do you, want, do you want to know the, the difference, though, between all of those previous examples and the current example? Gender? Well, but... <laughs> hey, I, mean, I mean, that's hey, the obvious guys, one. bitches be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I can say is that. that. Is that what we've been doing? Oh, no. um, but where I think all of the previous examples up to number 12 were conscious writing choices... I feel like 13 is a symptom of bad writing. No, no. Like no, they, lean they, into it. I, I don't I, think they've been deliberately trying to write Dr. Psychopath. Look, we don't know that. And it's more. Fu- <laughs> it's, it's a much more pleasant and un- understandable experience <laughs> if you just go, yep, they've written a psychopath. Sure. And that's maybe that's her arc. Maybe she becomes less of a psychopath by the end of <laughs> season three of her run. Well, I certainly hope she does. So. Why? Answer me this. Why do cyborgs wear armor well, because they have like fleshy bits that all they're cyborgs mm-hmm. like they replace limbs and stuff like it's full body horror stuff sure. right like I was always well, under the impression that they kept the brains and spinal column and then integrated robotics and stuff into them like well, it's I impossible varying degrees. it's impossible like, to come back from being a, a cyberman we know this even Bill yes. couldn't do it yeah 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 so like Surely it would be if you took out the the body bits, it'd be like stepping into an Iron Maiden or something. Like it's got to integrate. Exactly, it's not, it's not just an empty a shell. It's not a shell. They <laughs> like that they if, treated them like a suit of armor. What did they do with the empties? What did they do with the bits yeah, of meat? Well, this is what I. I assume they swept them behind one of those big rectangular fridges. Like, like didn't didn't the, <laughs> the lone Simon? Like he's got sensors to detect humans, isn't he? Like. Seems to be a pile of humans there in the corner. <laughs> I, they're they're battle robots. How do you undress yes. a battle robot? Surely yes. they're Very screwed careful. on. And also, yes. they have like a join at the groin. Oh, that rhymes. Uh, where they've got like a fle- like a silvery, fleshy kind of alfoily bit. So they 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 got their hip. They, they've got their sort of upper thigh armor that joins at the hip. But there's like a a cod piece. Uh, and then and then a gap. So, how do the humans? Do they pull on the the alfoil as well? Like, like Is a, it like a, like a, a stocking? The cyber underpants. It's not so the they pull Iron in. Man costume. No, is what I'm saying. Yeah, you need a machine to put Even it on. Though that's how they're treating it in this episode. They're yeah, treating it like a suit of armor. Tr- no, they're yeah. treating it like a costume. And that really yeah. took me out of the episode. Yeah. I'm like, I get what they want to do. Is like, we'll dress them up as Simon, but. Just, I liked I liked the conceit. It's yeah. just that the execution of it. The execution, it's yeah. it's you have to have something a bit a little bit more thought out or yeah, something. That's it. Yeah, particularly um, with Yaz and Graham sitting there. <laughs> I just want to have a scene now. Maybe I should write it into the the next Jefferson Starfish. Yes. It's just the scene of uh, if if we do a scene with the Doctor talking to the companion or something, and then meanwhile cut to <laughs> cut to two friends just being given the job of scooping out the cyber suits. <laughs> Just sitting there grumbling like, why are, they, why are they helping? Can you pass me some silver? This is not getting clean. <laughs> it's, it's like, it, it, I'm giving flashbacks of like the of like the city slickers giving birth to the cows. Like, <laughs> this was not in the brochure bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's okay. So, where's Jack in all this? Yes. Mm. What's his yes. connection to the, to the lone yeah. Cyberman? 
Yeah, he specifically right. talks about the Lone Cyberman and there's no way to did he have to, Did he have to deal with the Lone Cyberman? Or did he just like get advanced copies of the TV show and went, she it should will, probably know about this? It will turn out that he heard about it. And it'll be like some weird like self-referential temporary... He had a one-night fling with the Cyberman. <laughs> sure, sure. He and Ashard, they hooked up one time. They like, hooked up one time, out. yeah. It's so like, why, why, they, were, why? they were incompatible. <laughs> this is the... <laughs> If you're going to have him... How do you in, want to treat this relationship? If delete, you're going to... Delete. <laughs> delete. Delete from my Tinder. Delete. Cyber Tinder. Sorry, if, yeah. if you're going to load a gun in the first act, it is yes. imperative you do not allow that gun to I... be referenced in the final act. <laughs> yes. Because that could hurt someone. What, what are you talking about again? Captain Jack. Why oh, is he yes. mentioned? And then yes. not turn up. Because yeah. it was a fun celebrity cameo. Yeah, it, I, I was convinced that he would show up again. I was too. Um, and he I didn't was... show up. So what it will turn out to be is, one, they'll forget about it and they won't ever mention it again. Mm-hmm. Or two, they'll Maybe say... Maybe the Christmas they'll, special? They'll, they'll justify it later by saying that, oh, Jack heard that he had to, you know, let the Doctor know. Oh, not yet. a wibbly-wobbly It'll nonsense. be wibbly-wobbly timey-wimey. If, if it is, because he wasn't here. Like, he didn't deal with Lone Cyberman, and now the Lone Cyberman got made very, very small, and he's dead now. Can I... So, you, you, you've talked about your most hated past party episode. I want to talk to what you about... What was yours again? Oh, oh so, the, well, the Jadoon coming in, but also, yeah. like, the, the, fact, the fact that they just did away with... A shark, yeah. The yeah. Jadoon, but you the, said the, the Jadoon. Yeah, okay, yeah, sorry. My most hated part of this entire episode... Yes. It's called a tissue compressor. Oh, that's a very good point. Oh, yeah. What? It's metal. How did it work on metal? Like, surely there should have just been an empty Cyberman and a little tiny naked guy sitting in the, <laughs> j- the jawline of just, that. All the, all the bits would go zip, and then it would just be like, yeah, random parts. That's a really good point. That's a very good point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Tissue. I mean, I, it always used to bug me when I was a kid. I mean, to be because fair, the, the clothes shrunk. It does clothes as well, yeah. Exactly. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's not tissue. That doesn't so make maybe, any maybe it's just but like... It's tissue. a metal... Like... That's true. It's ridiculous. Okay, so, round about that time, Graham is bigging Yaz up. We've just... She's very impressive. She's very impressive. A lovely, sincere moment with Graham. Yeah. Uh, Like, it came out of nowhere. It did. They they don't really have a relationship as characters. No. They haven't spent a lot of time together, which I mentioned last episode. Yeah. I sort of said it was nice to see them spending time together. Yeah. But that moment in this episode felt entirely unearned. They have had nothing to do with each other. But it was a lovely moment sure. from him to say that and yeah. to go, you know what? You're, you're, you're awesome. And I, and I felt, um, uh, and, and did this happen? I oh, know that's, this happened earlier. It's all back to front, <laughs> but, um, it was then so awful and broken that he undercut it by basically going, so where's my compliment? Where, where's, where's my compliment? It's like telling someone that you love them and then getting all pissy when they say thank you and not I love you too. It was really <laughs> well, gross. Well, and I kind of think awful. he has a point though because like, you know, he sort of said and it wasn't no, that he no, was, it wasn't not like how was It wasn't that he was fishing for a compliment. It's that he sort of said you know, he did this big speech about how you're wonderful and you're actually like a really impressive young woman. And, and if we, he's, he's, he's having a facing great. my mortality moment. Like yeah. if we don't get out of this, mm. I want to have this moment exactly. of truth with you. And then, you know, he sort of bared his soul. And, you yeah. know, he's a bit gun shy about that because the last time he did that, he got shut the fuck down. But anyway, <laughs> so I guess but, he did this time so, too. But, I guess, but he did, absolutely. But this is the thing. And so he said, to, he said all these nice things to Yaz and then Yaz's response was, oh, you're not so bad yourself. And then it's like... I think quite justifiably, he, you know, he was friendly ribbing. 
I don't know. It was a really yeah. weird moment. It was another weird moment. Another weird moment. It was another moment where you're like, okay, so this is obviously a joke that's being written. Look, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to take a bit of a, a crazy leap here. <laughs> but I'm starting to wonder whether maybe Chris Chibnall doesn't know how to write comedy. <laughs> like, now, I'm not wrong. This is the thing. So uh, there's a lot of jokes that I, that, a lot of things that people like. Natalie likes that teen movie thing. They're not another teen movie. Oh, brilliant film! Yeah, uh, I can't stand it. Like, it's I, I, not. I quite like it. Actually. Of course yeah, you do. Of course you do. Of course you do. It's, so, it's there's so, so there's something but Dan, wrong with me. To, we've there's, talked to before about how you are always on the opposite side of general acclaim. Like there are things that you love that everyone else is like, I don't get it. Yeah, good things. And then, <laughs> but then like big things, like say the Avengers movie, and you come out going, No, that was shit. I did not say that. I said, oh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was average. It was all right. A lot of punching, but uh, it was all right. I had a little moments of that. And then people were like, you're a fucking idiot. This is the greatest film. And it was like, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Calm your jets. Yeah. I just said it well, was average. That that's is, why you're wrong. That, and that, look, that's the social media curse we live in. You, I don't think you're allowed to yes. ha- be average anymore. You've, you've got to hate or you, you've got You to, can't have a nuanced opinion. Yeah. Like, and that's I've what had... we're trying to do here is have nuanced <laughs> opinions where we mostly slag this. <laughs> Um, All right. So, so you're saying that maybe we laughed and you just are not getting it because maybe uh, maybe you're... it's just maybe it's just these jokes are not for me. I watched I watched a very famous musical about Mormons recently. Oh yeah. Oh, you went to see Book of Mormon. Went to see Book of Mormon for the for finally. Yeah. And the audience was like, "Oh, this is hilarious!" And I was like, oh, "Yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's all right." Did you think, as my father said to me, that they swore too much? <laughs> They no, didn't need it. It was funny yeah. enough without the swearing. I'm, I'm surprised there hasn't been more complaints because they dropped the C bomb multiple times in that in that show. Oh yeah, Do yeah. Um, I didn't notice <laughs> that. I missed and that. like, you don't really expect that when you're going to the theatre, even if you know it's going to be a bit of a raunchy show. You're not expecting like C bombs and the, oh the yeah, various yeah, other yeah. things that they, that they put in that show. And the whole bit about what how the how the Ugandans yes. interpret the Book of Mormon and what Joseph Smith does to a frog, you know. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I, I think, mean, well, I think to me it's funny because of it, the shocking nature of it. Yeah. Like that's, Look, it felt like a middle of the road me, episode of South Park to me. So I well, guess I, I don't get shocked anymore. My, that essentially is what it is. Yeah. yeah. My favorite bits are where they mock the Broadway side of things as opposed to mocking the South Park sort of style is where they're actually taking the piss out of Broadway musicals. Yeah. That's the funniest yeah. stuff. And my favorite joke in Book of Mormon is when he's having the spooky Mormon hell dream. Yes. And it's like, uh, Genghis Khan, Adolf Hitler, Jeffrey Dahmer, Johnny Cochran, and they're all going through what what they did wrong. And Johnny Cochran's like, "I let set OJ free. I got OJ freed." Yeah, and it's like that to me is the the best joke. Like you've got all these horrible people, <laughs> and Johnny Cochran got OJ off, so he's in hell with them. Like that's they put that on the same level. To me, that that was my favorite joke of the of the uh, <laughs> yeah. of the show. I think that's a good joke. But some people love, but some people sat there and went, oh my God, maggots in his scrotum. I've heard it three times already and I still think it's the most genius. Like, really? Yeah, but, right, but because, really you, well, you think so, about it, you normally I, I, go to musical theatre and the humour you get is quite gentle. Yeah. It's quite fun. And all of a sudden you have this incredibly well-written, well-put-together mm. proper musical yeah. where people are dropping F-bombs and, you know, and, yeah. and, yeah. and, and it's, all it's that sort subver- of stuff. A subversion of it's, the it's funny yeah. because of the shock value. I have... And we have a lot more experience I'm and a lot mainlined more. comedy. That, that's and it, and I, as we, it needs to be. Yeah, needs you, to be yeah. As, you, as you would well know, when you have to explain a joke, that makes it so much funnier. So, 
<laughs> That's why. So the thing about the scrotum is that there are maggots. So the, so the I'm pra- it's practically a love letter. If you're from where I'm from, you're sure. Shit, it's yeah. like, yeah, I mean, that's a joke. I can see the makings of a joke. And some people are out there going, yeah, I love that joke. Love that joke. I'm like, good. Like, I'm glad for them. But I'm not glad for me. I want a better joke. I, I guess Yorkshire people are not as demonstrably affectionate. But then Graham is also from there. So. No, no, Graham's, Graham's from London. Graham's a, lo- Graham's a cockney. Oh, that's right. He'd moved up there or yeah. something mm. to be with Grace or yeah. something. Um, so, to move on. Yes, sorry. <laughs> we got a lot to get through. Okay. <laughs> We're on page... Oh, yeah. Are we on page two? We're on page two, baby. Um, so, Ryan overcoming his disability. So, Ryan can't play ba- basketball at the beginning because he's got dyspraxia. Okay. A scene I had forgotten about until the callback. <laughs> yes. So, his yeah. big moment is when he tosses a bomb that looks like a basketball for yes. reasons. Sure. Well, I suppose most bombs are, aren't they comedy? Not even, <laughs> the, not even in the top 20 of the goofiest things in this episode. Yeah, anyway, let's... Yeah. <laughs> I'm amazed it didn't have bomb written <laughs> or yeah. acme written yeah. across it. Okay, so it's a perfect show, shot. So he overcame his disability by not having it for that moment. So disabled people just need to wish hard enough, <laughs> push themselves, and they won't be disabled anymore. This is good advice for people with depression. Yes. Stop mm. letting yourself be disabled, and you can be normal like us. Absolutely. It's gross. <laughs> that is really gross. That's super gross. Like, there are ways to deal with disabilities in fiction that yeah. are interesting. Yeah. Like, Daredevil has exceptional hearing because he's blind. Yes. In Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Joey can't speak, but then in he, with his dream voice, it's really powerful and yep. he's able to save the day. Sure. This isn't a disability, but the little girl in Monster Squad is not helpful at all against the monsters until the end where they're like, oh, we need a virgin to break the curse. She's a virgin because she's a little girl. Right. Like, this is a great way Hang of on. taking... So what is Monster Squad? Oh, it's a movie from the, from the 90s. It's not good. And wait, <laughs> and they're... Wait, and the solution is to get a young underage girl? Well, she's a virgin because she's a little girl. But what does her sexuality have to do with or her, her Because the, the legend requires a virgin to to read out the thing and then the and the and the teenage girl who they, they got was like, Oh well there's the one time with Randy, but like that doesn't count. It's like, oh no, we now the now we can't close the portal and then it's like well, is she a virgin? And it's like a little eight-year-old girl. So of course she's a virgin. She's eight years old. Oh my God, we'll get her to read it out. The thing, day is saved. It's a, it's a, it's probably the best moment in that film. That's not a disability, though. It's not a disability, but her, she's a little girl in a place where she, she can't help at all throughout the rest of the movie. Right. Because she's a little girl. She's, but, but then her, her So quality, being a little girl is... Her quality, it becomes her... Yeah, her... Yeah. The thing that held her back becomes the thing that saves the day. Sure. That's how you deal with a disability. Yeah. You don't deal with a disability by going, oh, well, now, for, for, for just for this moment, he doesn't have it. Isn't that <laughs> wonderful? Like, that's... But if that, it's that's, a coordination issue, maybe it's something that has varying degrees of... Well, sure, it does, but that's... If you're going to write something like, with a disability... Because like if you get why? MS, you have, you have sort of... It comes in fits and starts, is it? Like, if you have MS, it sort of... You get that paralysing up your legs, but it's not constant. Like, yeah. it can come and go. Yeah, but, Am then, I well, getting... but then you have a, a, someone with MS in Doctor Who, and, like, half the time they can't get out of the TARDIS, and it's like, you've got to come out of the TARDIS. It's like, 
oh, well, I guess I'll just come out even though my MS is acting up. And it's like, well, luckily it's not because I work really hard. Like, it's a gross <laughs> message to give. Like, if you're going to have people... This is the thing I was saying before. Yeah. Just cast all white dudes. This <laughs> wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to pick people... What, healthy, active... Healthy, active, white able-bodied dudes. Able-bodied white dudes. And this isn't... The problem goes away. Sure. If you're such a bad writer that you can't do this properly... Just, just play it. Play the game on easy, Chris. <laughs> and it's funny because it's like he's taken up the mantle of I'm going to diversify Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, very uh, much so. Particularly in this episode, and I, I've got some thought. I, we sort of talked about this a little bit last week mm. about, and I think I said I hope he's not just going to kind of wokeify the Time Lords a bit, mm. which he did. And the thing you're going to like my next point. Oh, okay. All right, well, you, you say your point, because I worry I'm going to get into trouble, because I've got no... I'm here for that. No, 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 I've got no... I, I love the idea of a diverse uh, universe sure. of, of Doctor Who's, but it was a weird thing to go, oh, they've all been people of colour and different, and then except for the last 50 except years where we've had 13 white guys. Yeah, that's right. Like accident you know it's a weird it's a like weird when you flip message. a coin and you keep getting heads yeah exactly you know, like you... instead, instead of acknowledging <laughs> that you know the doctor is growing and changing and, and not only that that, that it acknowledges that you know jody whitaker was special in being the first female doctor it's who. taken that away and it's taken that away yeah from yeah yeah taken it away that's like, yeah and for my thing know? it's like can't we just have the doctor as we know it and yeah and but yeah well, again, this, this is my thing. They needed to kind of pre-stack, preload. Was it when you go out drinking and you, you get stacked at home? <laughs> Preloading, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They needed to preload in a whole bunch of doctors to show that actually, because the motto of this season was space for all. Yeah. And I keep, I've sort of come back to that motif through the series where it's been this whole message of diversity, diversity, diversity. But I do feel it's kind of tackily done. Yes, exactly. Because it, like it, Chris Chibnall can't, do it properly. It's yeah. kind of like like he has the best of intentions. And and look, look at um look and at what is the road to hell paved with <laughs> exactly, exactly. Christianal intention. <laughs> and look at it, I, I just I, I wonder like and and it look maybe it's not from it's it maybe it probably is not for me to speak. Uh, you know I'm a white guy, so why <laughs> am I commenting? It just feels really weird to go. Well, we had thirteen white dudes we've now got a white woman but actually there were all these people of color who was this person that, this, that's this, right this and it's, body, it's this... retconning the the problem like, yeah. like it's not it's not it's not celebrating diversity it's yeah. saying oh no like before that streak of white people there was like a whole so bunch of diverse, many diverse people. people in fact we didn't see a white person at all yeah, in the whole no, flashback we did to not. The... they very pointedly did not yeah. have any like and yeah. i just feel like that's a bit yeah, it sounds like it sounds like we're against the idea at all, and it's like yeah, no, it's, I love that idea going forward. Yeah, it's great. Change it up, mix it up. Show, I really like yeah. the idea of of, of Doctor Ruth coming in as that whole middle ground between, sure, yeah. you know, a lost Doctor oh, between man, I, three and four, I was, two I and was three. So I was so off the mark with the two of the season six B theory. That's yeah, well, it hasn't oh, necessarily boy. been disproved. That's true. But I, and what I got angry got with. A, She's still got a, a police box, TARDIS. That's that's true, but, yeah. but we... And I got angry with the fact that she's like, well, I don't have those answers, and even if I did, would they help? I was like, yes. Yes, they would <laughs> they help. They would. They you've, would actually really made help. this a, a very important part of the plot. Yeah, you've so. just created this mystery <laughs> that I want solved. So fair enough, say, something like, uh, you'll have to find those answers out 
yourself yeah. or, or something like that to point to sure. it. But don't just say, oh, it actually doesn't matter. Because then I'm like, so my feelings of excitement and encouragement about this doctor don't actually matter because she's just some random and she could be one of millions of others and that takes away her specialness as well for me absolutely for me. It does yes yes for me so i you know it was such a great introduction to dr ruth and then all of a sudden it was like well i don't know anything i don't have any answers would answers matter you're already enough or something and i was like oh yes exactly and, no, and, that's, totally and that's why the, the magical magical black woman thing didn't quite work for me because she didn't give answers. Like if, no. if that trope is supposed to be all about going like the Oracle in the matrix, I suppose it is a bit like the Oracle in the matrix a little bit like, little bit, I'll tell you yeah. some obscure things that might have meaning the, for you. But, but it, it is that trope in the sense that, you know, the answer was inside you all along. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. Like literally that's what the, that's what this is. Yeah. It's like, no, you know, like, does it matter? It doesn't matter what's come before. Who are you now? You know, like, and it's like, well, I'm the doctor. I've always been the doctor. Nothing changed. But it doesn't matter no. what come what comes before because the doctor has to live with himself slash herself themselves. Like Chris 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 freaking thingy had to live with killing off everybody in the time war. Chris Eccleston, Eccleston had to live with stuff and all of this stuff. Chris doctors- Chris Chris Chibnall has to live with himself in the <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I will, should we? Well, you had yes, a point. No, please yes. continue. Please continue. I got on a high horse. Sorry. Um, uh, it is jumping a little bit around, uh, uh, but yeah, um, but the the doctor is in a paralysis field. Yes. So she, num- she's trapped. Number and one, she gets talked at for number one. Episode. The doctor's not really in a paralysis field. The Jodie Whittaker is an actor, and she plays the doctor, <laughs> and she's in a TV show. I mean, I mean, sure. If you want to, okay. you want to zoom back. So I'm I'm zooming yep, back. Yep. Only to re- zoom back in again. Okay. So Jodie Whittaker is an actress who is in a TV show, yes. and then we suspend our disbelief and we detach ourselves a little bit, sure. and then we... So now she's the Doctor, yes. and she's in the in the TV show universe, and then she's in a paralysis field, mm. and then she goes into the Matrix. So now she's two levels away from us, and the stakes get lower every single time. <laughs> so now she's in the Matrix, yes. and the ma- but in the Matrix, then she's, te- she's watching a story about herself. Yes. So we go another level deep. And so now that, so now we are so far into the, through the looking glass, yes. we're bounced out through another looking glass yeah. and it, and just, and nothing means anything. Yeah. yeah. I must admit, I was really confused okay. by what was, it was all very mystical room, they, full of mirrors, house of mirrors, fog. Yeah. You know. It, it's so, it's so crisp. It's such a writing tick of Chibnall's. Like he sits you down, he sits the characters down and he has someone explain to the characters what's happening. <laughs> It happens again and again and again in all of his stories, never to this level, but that's how plot is explained to the characters. They don't find it out organically. They will sit down and someone will explain to them what is happening and then they will get up and they will do things. You know, but but it's but never... not expensive do things. You think, expensive things. Do you think that he did that because what his motivation was was to give the master a really amazing kind of monologuing sure and i saw i saw an interesting take on this episode which was the idea that this was like this episode was treating the master as the protagonist which is an interesting idea but i don't think that's what it was doing like i Mm. i think that's a really interesting idea if you were to have an episode of doctor who where the master was the protagonist of Mm. the episode you sort of shifted focus and saw the doctor like thwarting his plans all the time and he's like ah curse you doctor 
like a special episode of Scrubs where Perry has the voice in his head. Exactly. Exactly right. Um, You know, I think that would be really interesting, but that's not what this episode was doing. This episode was just using the master as a delivery vehicle for exposition. Yeah. Ah, sorry. I'm getting... I'm getting text messages and buzzing. And all your ice cream van is pulled up. Yeah. <laughs> ice cream! I'd love some ice cream. Okay, so the Doctor is trapped in a, par- a paralysis field. Yes. And she escapes by weaponizing her own mental breakdown. Sure, yes. Okay, that's the Doctor's power now that she's a woman? Emotion? That <laughs> uh, is gross. That is gross. I turned to my wife in that moment and said, I think... This might be the lamest thing in Doctor Who ever. And she said, does that include when David Tennant towed the earth behind the TARDIS? No, no, that was and I went, awesome. And I said, <laughs> and it waited for a moment, and I'm like, this is worse. <laughs> so, so her mental blast, you mean? Her mental, yes. her mental blast scene. Yes. So she, she which, was which blowing her mind. She, she blew her mind and she blew the Yeah, TARDIS. she had so many emotions. Was there emotions? That she was able to blow the Matrix. Or... She had so much information in her head that she just filled up the matrix. And I think that's just, what it was supposed to be. And yeah. it just, all those thousands of years of the Doctor's history yeah. just filled up the hard drive. Yeah. And when my Mac's hard drive fills up, it, I get, it just cr- crashes. So I think that the power analysis field had a kernel panic. <laughs> and, the, uh, and the whole thing just went tits up. So that makes more sense. Yes, I'm pretty so, sure that's what. Maybe that's I okay. actually am pretty sure that's that's what they were going. Okay, for. The, the, so the the matrix which can store all of time lord history, history did not yeah. account for the fact that the doctor yes. just has so much data. Right. It's not the first time the show's gone to that well. Um, it's it's used that she same. Mentions trip. It. She says, "I've done it before." Yeah, like, that's I'll right. do it again. <laughs> Which, which could be which could be Chris Chibnall's charter for Doctor Who. I've done it before. They've done it before. I'll do it again. So, Except not as good. Not as good. <laughs> so, hang on. So, did you talk about the Mobius Doctor in in this? I, I haven't yeah. mentioned the Morbius Doctor yet. Morbius oh, Doctor. I don't the brain of Morbius. <laughs> so, is the Morbius Doctor like a... See, I no, keep, no, no. I keep so, reading it as Mobius, like a Mobius strip. So, no, so, all... so it's from an episode called The Brain of Morbius, which was during the Fourth Doctor's era. So Tom right. Baker. So Morbius. Hat and Scarf and Curls. Uh, he, so it was the, the episode was called The Brain of Morbius. And anyway, it, it doesn't, the, the details of the plot don't matter. But the, the thing that matters is that at one point, the Doctor is under like a mental attack from this machine, which, which draws out memories of his past lives. And so we see... Images of Patrick, uh, of uh, 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 John Pertwee, and Patrick Troughton, and William Hartnell, the the three preceding Doctors, and then we see about six other faces sort of slowly appear. And that the intention of the of the showrunners at the time was that this was a cute little clue that there might have been doctors before the first doctor now some of the faces on the screen were of Mo- Mo- morbius i think some of them were but so not it all was a battle so yes. the idea was that you you could see his past regenerations as yeah. well so it could be that those faces sure. that we saw were his past regenerations but there was not the doctor but there was some ambiguity there was ambiguity it. yeah exactly so and there was intentional ambiguity because they wanted to introduce a bit of more a bit of mystery back into the doctor's past so there was this idea floating around that there had that maybe there had been regenerations before the first Doctor. Now, since then, there's been lots of continuity that has pretty firmly established 
that the first Doctor was the first Doctor. And so this episode kind of threw that completely out the window again and sort of said, yes, not only have there been like regenerations before the first Doctor, she's the one who regeneration comes from and she was doing it for thousands and thousands of years. So that's, that's it. Now and, you and, said... And, well, but, but the thing is, so, so the thing about the 12 regenerations is that... Sorry, I, I just very rudely no, pointed no, at you. No. <laughs> There's a lot of pointing going <laughs> yes. on here, a, I'm, listeners. I'm, I'm getting my nerd hackles <laughs> up. So the thing That's is, my nerd finger. That's my nerd finger. A few serials later, in the Tom Baker era, so like two or three serials later, there's a there's a, a serial called The Deadly Assassin, um, which is where they establish the 12 regeneration limit. That's the first time they say it, because the master has burned through his 12 regenerations, and he's on his last regeneration, and he's this uh, burnt-out husk, right? And so his big thing, his big motivation in that um, serial is to get more regenerations, right? And that, that had never been mentioned before. It, it was not sort of thought that, that... They'd never sort of said on screen before that, oh, there, there's a limit to this, but they introduced a limit. that They said, okay, you can have 12. So 13 incarnations, 12 regenerations, and that's it, you're done. So after that, like, then you're in real trouble. And that's, that's what the big song and dance was a couple of seasons ago when Matt Smith regenerated. Yeah. Because Clara had to go and beg the Time Lords for more regenerations for what we now realise is where regenerations come from. He could have regenerated any time he wanted. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So yeah, but, it undermined that previous uh, the stakes of having, yeah. oh, my God, what happens when I'm out of lives? Yes, exactly, exactly. And... Uh, some people say that breaks the show. I disagree, but... I disagree with your disagreement. Uh, okay, well, we'll talk about that, but I just I just really want to get this out here. So, um, a, a guy I follow on Twitter called Alistair Wilkins, who actually does a Doctor Who podcast himself, but he... I haven't been listening because I wanted to do our one. But, yes. <laughs> but he, he summed it up so perfectly. Uh, so, he said, uh, for those who are wondering what's going on with Doctor Who at the moment, basically, the show previously built a lot of its lore out of a throwaway plot element from October 1976... And last night, the show decided, no, let's instead build it out of a throwaway plot element from January 1976. <laughs> so instead of instead of October, we'll build it out of January. So basically, instead of relying on the Deadly Assassin for our marching orders in terms of regeneration, we'll go to the brain of Morbius and say that that, that one is the one that counts. Right. So but that's a bit like saying, well, we've been building a fuel based cars for decades decades and decades and yeah. they're really good and then go oh we're going to go back to the original electric car now and we're <laughs> going to start from there it's like oh, we have all this infrastructure yeah I mean that's a, actually yes. a really bad metaphor, that's a bad metaphor. I was, I was the say. electric cars are awesome but going back to horse and yeah. car yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and start from there uh, that's just yes. as legitimate but so, so there's there's a lot of people who are saying that this now removes any stakes from the future of the show. Um, because, but he already had another. Put, you can't put the Doctor in jeopardy anymore, right? Because but you never could. She's functionally immortal, but that's right. But only because, but only because of plot armor. Well, well, no, but but this is the thing. We we've been the show has just, set up regeneration. Well, Matt, Matt Smith as, got twelve more regenerations, so we had. Well, exactly, exactly right. At but, least but, the is, but there's a limit. Like, it's only 12 more. That's true, but... Those but will run out, too. In, in, any given, in any given story, the Doctor is usually working with, like, five or six regenerations to go or something like that. She will probably be fine if she, even if she dies a couple of times. But 
we have been taught to treat regeneration as a big deal, right? And there's no reason to stop treating it as a big deal because every time the doctor regenerates, she becomes a different person. So that version of the doctor dies. So it's a big deal to her, but it's, it's not a big, big deal to but us. But it is a big deal to us because we care about that version of the doctor. Nothing about that. Nothing about that process has changed. We care if Jodie Whittaker isn't going to be playing the doctor anymore. The stakes are exactly the same as they've always been. And that's my problem, is that this hasn't changed anything. <laughs> it hasn't changed anything. The status quo has not changed. We're still watching the Doctor. If the Doctor is mortally injured, she will regenerate and be fine, but she won't be Jodie Whittaker anymore, and that will be sad. Yeah, will it? Well, well yes. I mean, like, like, be. I'll be sad. Like, I think, I think she's actually quite good. I do like Jodie Whittaker. Oh, I don't like week. her as much as Joe Martin, which is a problem, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> well, this was Joe Martin just, long before she became a right, psychopath. Right, that's true, if exactly. I can just interject here, because yeah. this is a good time for me to bring up organically the sure, joke. Sure, yes, sorry. Because this was Stu in the conversation, saying, if we want to get nitpicky, if the Doctor is functionally immortal and has limitless regenerations, why did Clara have to beg the Time Lords for more generations? And then I said, surprise they walk back from that cliff... Given Chibnall's kink about throwing people off cliffs. <laughs> I don't understand this. Is oh, this a, sorry. Is this a Broadchurch joke? That is yeah, a Broadchurch Sorry, he said joke. earlier, he said something okay. about my... I thought they might, well, but they... Because walk... in Broadchurch... The whole show is about a death. But someone. then we also see uh, Brendan fall off a cliff onto a beach. Yeah, I so want to talk about this whole Brendan thing, thing at oh, some point. I'm real angry about the Brendan stuff, Me actually. too. That might have been the thing that pissed me off. Because it was really good. In the yes. first in ascension of the cyber. It was, it was really, really interesting. Interesting. Interesting and intriguing, well acted, a really efficient storytelling device. Yeah. And then the Doctor and Dr. Nothing. Ruth are just talking about, you know how you keep seeing Island and Visions? I was like, was no, she? No, she doesn't. She she never reacted as if she was seeing that as a vision. Yeah, that, that was, was just like a total storyline. That was a cutaway yeah. cut to a different thing that was happening in the real world. Bad editing. Bad editing, bad writing. So just, just and sloppy, it just it, it just like petered out. There was no res- resolution to yeah, yeah. what happened to Brendan. Except well, was was it was a hint to the next episode. Of so Brendan, Brendan, Brendan didn't the... exist. Brendan was, was a metaphor, a memory, like a, a metaphor. That mode, her like mother acting as left a memory. or something. Was it was a, it was a perception filter over her memories, which got deleted anyway. Yes. So, so double double safe. Yeah. You'd like you have two backups. Sure. So that your matrix doesn't fill up. <laughs> yes. Okay, but okay. So there's a little time kid. There is. Oh, okay. we want to talk about the time, the timeless child. The timeless, the, yeah, the, the little timeless sure, children. Sure. Can Look. I have a quick question first? How many people had sort of suspected the timeless child was the Doctor? I mean, I, I in it my was going darkest to the... nightmares, I prayed that it was not the case. I mean, I thought it was probably going to be in some way. Like I was, I, I thought I heard the timeless child. You know. It was said to the doctor, you know, the thing, the thing yeah. working in your past, the timeless child. I was like, well, it's probably her. <laughs> like it, it, something, this will probably be it. I didn't want it to be. Like, you know, like it, start, it started up and it, and it goes back, back in the, well, the Shabogans were uh, uh, sparsely. <laughs> yeah, mate, get out of the Citadel. We're trying to lay some concrete. <laughs> there was no Citadel. Get the hell out, Time Lord. It was just a big trailer park all over the thing. <laughs> And, uh, and, and and it's like at the beginning of Gallifrey. Yeah, back up the Camaro. Uh, and and, they, they, and and it's like and then suddenly a, a, a creature fell out. And I paused and I was like, Chibnall is taking a massive leap here. And if he doesn't land it, look, 
He's gonna die. You, a, a creature. Someone's gonna assassinate him. A creature. Yeah, like a little kid fell out, or like they couldn't. This is the beginning of Gallifrey, and this is how Gallifrey started. I was like, oh fuck! Someone <laughs> just some someone just hung lots of swords of Damocles everywhere. But it, so Gallifrey's the civilization of Gallifrey. Civilization the in, in the, the, the start of Gallifrey. This is the story. You went. This is the story of the start of Gallifrey. I'm like, if you don't land this a hundred percent, if you don't Nadia Comaneci the shit out of this, you are in all. Everyone's gonna hate you. Yeah, absolutely. Did he land it? Nah. No. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> no. So can we? Can can I just sort of recap to see that I, I got this correct? Because I do admit to having a few like I don't really understand. So Gallifrey or the Shabogans, one of them, a very clever explorer called Tektuan. Sure. Uh, a classic Chibnall like space name. Space name. Yeah, oh, Tektuan, okay. genderless. You know. I'm Space so, Stacy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, worked out how to get into space made a rudimentary spaceship and it would be like if the Apollo astronauts like kept going flew to Pluto yeah kept Um, going found uh, the boundary now was this the same boundary as what they are I mean we're we're being Paul Rasmus or what his name is it's the same (laughs) colour I mean it's the same colour portal they use the same purple LEDs this is the thing visually you would say yes but I don't trust this show anymore. Yeah. I don't trust this area of the show. Maybe it's a different thing. Because they kept talking about how they've got to escape universes to escape the Cybermen. Sure. But they were just going... The But the universe was Gallifrey. But now I, which is in I'm a different universe. I'm not sure about that because I was under the impression... My impression was that... This is why I got confused. That the humans kept going through the boundary, but then the guy's like, oh, I've never seen it look like that before. And he was seeing Gallifrey for the first time. Yes, but and I, I think that's what they what okay. it was meant to be. So the humans but have gone somewhere else. Yes. For a moment, I was like, are they going to make the humans the Gallifrey? I thought that might that be was, because, because yeah, they do that. We talked yeah, about yeah, that last week. I'm gone. That would be a terrible idea. I'm very glad they didn't do that. Well, that was my sort of idea is maybe the humans had all gone there from the future. So it's a big like Battlestar Galactica kind of cyclical thing. Spoilers. Sorry for everyone who just woke up from a coma from 2006. We have bad news about the president. So old. Um, but yes, yeah, so the so I, I thought, oh, have the humans all gone uh, back in time or gone to another universe which is Gallifrey, which is back at the start of its civilization, and they've become the the Shabogans. The, the Shabogans and have then become the Gallifreyans the, after And then they, found, they find the Doctor, the Timeless Child, on a strange planet, and then inject themselves with that regenerative power and become mm. the Time Lords. So the Time Lords. So that yeah, was... No, that would have been Hitchhikers. No. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so... No. It wasn't that. No. It so, was just... The Shabogans are the native race on Gallifrey. I mean, they're called Shabogans. I can't stop giggling. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That has been been like tinkling at the edge of my brain for like an hour now. (laughs) But um, yeah, so they're, they're just the indigenous race of Gallifrey. Yes. They, Rocket Lady goes up on a random planet, finds a weird artifact with a portal and next to that portal is a random child that looks exactly like her, like as if as if it's a Shibogan. but it's not. Yes, yeah. it's, it's the timeless child. And yeah, and so 
and this was the whole thing because I was like, I've got another cliff death, but no, that's just been disguised <laughs> as the Brendan thing. Yes, it's the yeah. same cliff yeah. death. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just Chris Chibnall really likes having people having arguments by the edges of cliffs. <laughs> yes. So if there's one thing we can all take away is that if you're at the <laughs> edge of than a an effect, which with dazzling, yes, exactly, lasers and stuff. I guess. <laughs> um, so. My thought or my thinking, and this is what I told uh, Greg from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast, Dan might know him, uh, but the, and I was very, I said this theory and Greg said, that would be interesting. And I was very complimented by that. My thinking was as they were going along with this whole story of Tech Tuan is trying to understand why this regeneration is happening. Now, were we led to believe that she's killing the child? Well, this is the thing. Because like, the child kept turning into different... And that yeah. only happens when... You know, how, you know how to do that? You kill him. You kill him. You kill him. You sure so, do. So she's so practicing... Li- so the little time kid is dying over and over and over again at the hands of her trusted guardian. Yeah. Yeah. So my... So a, what you, and, and then her memory's wiped? Yes. So a suppressed history of abuse... Yes. So they made the doctor a woman and yep. gave her a history of abuse. Yeah. And, and not only that, but they, they made her passive for the entire episode and had men explain things. Hey, okay. <laughs> I'm starting to get the feeling that Chris Chibnall maybe isn't the right person for the wokest seasons of no. Doctor Who. Maybe he should have started off with the white with a white man doctor. Yeah, I, just, actually, just to get his just to get his legs. Well, you know what? He was supposed to have Capaldi. Like the 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 Bill Potts season, the final mm. season with Capaldi. He was supposed to do that, and he didn't because he was doing Broadchurch season three, and there was like a scheduling conflict. Right. Because Moffat's last episode was supposed to be um, the Husbands yeah. of River Song. That was going to be his swan song. Because at the end of that episode, he literally says, "And they lived happily ever after." And then they were like. Could, uh, Chris can't do it for another year. Can you like do one more year? And he was like, oh, okay, sure. And it's a pretty good season, like all things considered. That's it's not a bad, not a bad season. It feels like renewed in, in many ways. Like it's it's like he came with a fresh sort of perspective mm-hmm. on it just because he thought he was going, mm. and then he was back, and he's like, oh well, I guess if I have like one more season, like what do I want? And to that, say that's that just character? that one season that Bill Potts was in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that that season should have been Chibnall. So actually. Uh, you know, we should have had at least one season of Chibnall writing for Capaldi, which I think would have been really interesting. Yeah. But we didn't because he was off doing Broadchurch season three. Throwing more people off cliffs. (laughs) Sorry. But can I just say before you get onto your point, my theory that Greg thought was was good, I just really want to reiterate here before I forget, is that Tektuan, because it never really said, because the doctor at one point very wisely said, what happened to the child? What happened to the child? Then the master's like, oh, doctor, <laughs> isn't it obvious? <laughs> I was really hoping it would say it's me. Um, it explains so much more. It would. Yeah. My thing was what happened to Tektuan? Because Tektuan injected herself mm. with the regeneration powers and then regenerated into a younger black man, yes. and who we then see walking around the Citadel. My thing was, Tektuan is going to be the master. Sure. All of a sudden, you have a dynamic where this mother-daughter relationship or parent-child relationship, how it started, then became a 
maybe that would explain the master's psychopathy because they killed over and over someone they were supposed to be, you know, protecting or whatever. Mm. And, and then, you know, just to get this power. And then that power drove them mad because once he got it, he was not the original source of it. Yes. And, and the whole thing about this, because he says at one point, you know how mad I am that I've got a bit of you in me. That's what made me think of that because I was like, that's quite interesting. If you're like, I'm only what I am because of you, that could, if you are, you know, that could eventually destroy it. Like the idea that Tektuan started as a carer and then flipped into a destroyer. Yeah. And then that gives a whole different spin on their relationship, which is like the the parent-child relationship being flipped. That is, and, anyway, that that is actually a great really, idea. Yeah, that is Thank actually a Thank really you. Cool I was really, in, I, I was sort of going, this is my idea. And then Greg was like, well, that would be interesting and have <laughs> yeah. some stakes. And, Absolutely. And, 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 and that's why. you never write episodes of Doctor Who. Wait a <laughs> second. <laughs> well, no, the idea that I have for our episode is something that I got inspired by when I saw in Perth. A long story. Mm, that but sounds I don't less tell interesting. <laughs> no, it's really good. No, do the do the do the do the other one. Do the one we <laughs> maybe I'll try. Do the mask no, but remember, I've got to kind of keep it slightly separate because it's not canon. It's it's you know it's like fan fiction. So and oh yeah, we wouldn't want our the, it's the me actual, and the studio. We don't want to mix fan fiction with the Doctor Who canon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't want to do that. Um, but yes, well, we'll get we'll get you in to do some voices for that, Dan, because I think there'll be some needed once I come Good, up. Good, I hope it. you write a lot of very cranky characters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cranky Dan. He cranky will be Dan? in it. Cranky Dan. But, I mean, Chris Chibnall, he's... Like, he went in with an agenda to do progressive stuff. Sure, and, and that's fine in theory. But, like, he sucks at it. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's not good. This is stomach churning. Good. Like, this is this is worse than not trying to be progressive. Yeah. It's doing it and buggering it up so badly that it makes things awful. It's doing it and buggering up so badly that people who are terrible and hate the show for even trying to do that, by way of, like, that stop-clock logic of, you know, a stop-clock is right twice a day they're actually kind of right in many of their criticisms. And I don't want and those people sucks. to be right. Yeah, it sucks because the show's not bad because it's trying to be progressive. The show's bad because it's not being written very well. Yeah. Like, there's a big difference. And and people who are really, really angry with this show are angry at it for the wrong reasons. Like, they're like, this show sucks and it's because the Doctor's a woman and they're trying to, like, be more inclusive and all that sort of thing. It's like, no, it's bad because it's very badly made it should be better made and written and produced and have second drafts (laughs) second drafts of scripts that has been an ongoing theme of this certainly this season is like take another pass at it like that's the phrase i think we've one more pass would fix so many problems or get get like i i know you don't want to bring in necessarily a crazed fanboy who'll you know tell you well actually according to episode seven in 1984 chris chibnall on the case then chris chibnall is that guy this is the thing that 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 video has been doing the rounds yes did we talk about this last week i I don't know whether we i can't remember but there's there's a there's a video going around you can find it where chris chibnall went on some news talk program in 1986 to talk about as a young man as a yeah as a teenager talking about why Doctor Who sucked and why the new writers... I guess this was going into the Colin Colin Baker... self-righteous way. Colin Baker era or Uh, something? Yeah, it would have been the Colin Baker. Or it might have been... It might have been the start of the um, Seventh Doctor era. Either way. Because it has the the husband... The the people he's talking to are the husband and wife writing team who wrote uh, a bunch of, like, Sixth and Early Seventh Doctor episodes that are just 
awful. So he's actually addressing them in the room? It's it's like a, a Newsnight sort of panel discussion show. Yeah, they brought in a whole oh, bunch where of they had, he, he is one of... I haven't watched it. I can't oh, bring it's, myself it's, it's to. It's excruciating. There's, there's him and a bunch of other like super Doctor Who fans and two of the writers of the show. Who, and, and he just they, has a go at them. Well, they invite him to have a go at them. Like, like they say, what do you, Chris, what do you think about this? Like, well, actually, I think that, you know, the, it's not very sophisticated and I don't think it matches up to all the stuff that was here before. I want to build and, a time and machine to go back and beat the <laughs> uh, shit out of that guy. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But it's extraordinary that... Yeah, yeah. ...that that exists. Like, I was so amazed when yeah. that started doing the rounds. It was like, here's a teenage Chris Chibnall hanging shit on Doctor on Who the, writers. Doctor Who for being uh, poorly written... Uh, and, and unrealistic and, and not honouring what the show had done in the past. <laughs> like, it's like how Donald Trump has a tweet for yes. every scenario <laughs> himself. Yes. It's like Chibnall has done that to himself for his era of the show. It's astonishing. Oh, well, actually, when I become Doctor Who, the show, <laughs> show runner, uh, you need to destroy these. Yeah, we'll, we'll destroy these. <laughs> these, these yeah. are, we'll redact these and replace them with like us to, us sitting in like an Irish field somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Can we please talk about the Doctor and weapons? Yes. Yes, please. Let's do. So, In- including the final denouement of the Doctor blowing herself up I and think, the Master. Yeah, I think we can, inc- I think we can wrap that in. That's a weapon, isn't it? So let's start off with Ryan. the Doctor was so heroic the way that she blew herself up. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. Yes. Has this thing where they're like, we need, you need to kill these Cybermen. He's like, I don't know about that. Like this, I mean, weapons. Because Ryan initially, bit gung ho. Sure. And, but then he's like, oh, the doctor told me to be a pacifist and I think I should be doing that. And then the guy's like, be a pacifist tomorrow. Survive today. So you only have to be a pacifist on days that you don't have to fight. Yeah, yeah. Is that when, how when pacifism it's, works? When it's, when it's, when it's convenient. Yeah, when it's convenient. Why have day of the doctor where the Doctor learns they didn't commit genocide and that they'd never do that again, only to have her plan to be to do that again. Yes. The only the only way that I can describe that, and I, I'm, I'm sure this was Chibnall's reasoning, was that the Time Lords were already dead. Right? Even though they were resurrected in Cyberman form. Yes, yeah, so they must have been sure captured that, mid-regeneration or something. Yeah, I guess. Because they can regenerate. That they were all, that he says they're all on ice. Yeah. So, so he's obviously done something. He, he's technically he says he's killed them all, mm. but like they have regeneration. So did he ability. personally go through the citadel? Did he like maybe set off a dirty bomb that killed all the shabogans? <laughs> a dirty shabogan bomb. Uh, my shabogan bomb. No, that didn't work. Um, but did they set off? Like, how did he accomplish this task of destroying Gallifrey? It off screen. It doesn't matter. Off solo. Device. Solo. Did he go through and kill everyone who wasn't a Time Lord and then marches into the time where they've got all these TARDISes that one conceivably thinks they could escape in? But no, no, no. He gets in somehow. Real quiet. Kills them to a point where he can drag their bodies. He's not a wizard. He doesn't have wand (laughs) technology. He can't just like, you know, expecto patronum them into... Well, no. What would it be? Abracadabra. No, no, no. Well, no, that would be the killing... Well, yeah, he could kill them. He killed everyone. No, I was trying to do a curse... Yeah, yeah, I was trying to do a curse like a Wingardium Leviosa where you levitate them into an ice bucket. Right. Wingardium Leviosa, time lord. Abracadabra, because then you kill them all. Yeah, so yeah, 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 but then he'd have to move the bodies, is what oh, I'm saying. Oh, I see. If he's got them on ice somewhere, gotcha. unless he's dropped the temperature, the 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 the, the, the air conditioning. Well, I assume that's a metaphor. 
Like, he's just captured them mid-regeneration. I'm sure. Maybe they're in a paralysis field. That's true. Possibly. I was in a paralysis Maybe field just went- trying to understand all of this. <laughs> Maybe he just went from every to every single Gallifrey one at a time and was like, Hi, I'm O. I'm a, I'm a spy from Eddie. Stab! <laughs> Hi, I'm, oh, I'm a really nice guy. Don't, oh, maybe don't, don't, he don't had a, stab. Maybe he was kitted out with some high quality Q objects and he just, you know, killed them all with some um, laser shoes. Um, yes. um, there you go. Yeah. Um, umbrellas laced with uh, poison. Mm. That's what the Russians used to do. Just once. I would like to see a remote detonator in Doctor Who that works. <laughs> a remote detonator? Yeah. Yeah, some sort of bomb. Someone always has to stay behind. And a remote detonator. I go, oh, the remote detonator. You can actually activate it from a long way away from the bomb, and you don't die like most bombs. You would want to work manual. It was manual release only, or something. (laughs) We've got a with that. There's a bomb in there, and we've got a wire that runs along, and you just light the end of the wire from inside the TARDIS, and and then take off, and you're fine. Just once in Doctor Who, I'd like to see. No, they didn't have the TARDIS, remember? That was noped out of there. But they did it twice. They did. They did it twice this season, and both times they're like, of course it doesn't work. Don't. If you're, when was the first one? Don't, don't, don't yeah. When was don't the first one? Was it in that? That was in Paxius yeah. at the bottom of the ocean, where it's like, oh, and we need to activate these engines. Oh, oh of course they have to. They're not automatic. Dick, yeah. Dickhead. It yeah, was, dick, yeah, dickhead, dickhead had to get to do the yeah, yeah. The heroic <laughs> sacrifice thing. <laughs> Which then they totally didn't do. Well, because he wasn't a woman, you see. Then they could have had him saved by a man. Absolutely. Why have the Doctor sacrifice herself, decide it shouldn't be done, only to have someone else run in and do it for her? Yeah. When Percy Shelley... With Percy Shelley, it felt like it could have been empathy. Okay, I know I'm sacrificing these billions of people in the future, but I can't let you die. That's it. That's exactly what it was. Here, it's it's not like she went, oh, I can't let you die, Master, because... And the rest of the Gallifreyans who are yeah, on ice. She just she just she, she just looks like cowardice. Yeah. It needs to be done, but I can't do it. She just doesn't have the courage. Don't worry, love. I'm a cis but white man. You go run away into no, your no, box. They, yeah. But they justified it by going, don't worry, I was on the team that sent the Siberian. Oh, that is. Can we talk yeah, about but, the Siberian but who team? Gives a sh- who gives a shit? That's <laughs> about what, what his motivations were. Her motivations were. I don't, I want, this needs to happen, but I'm too much of a coward to do it. That's the right. doctor, the doctor yeah. is too much of a coward. And, it's and going to be exciting to all these people listening at home, hearing the percussive strokes of Dan's pointer finger on Stu's timber table. And it's very interesting because she has a, he has a similar dilemma at the end of the first season in uh, the, the Parting of the Ways. Oh, gosh, they were fun, weren't they? they were so that's, what, what, what wonderful, fun episodes they were. <laughs> First season. So we're, Christopher Eccleston. Christopher he, he sends the, Rose a, back in a, time. He has a face-off with the Daleks. He makes a, a bomb that will destroy everything in, like, that sector of space. Mm-hmm. And that will mean blowing up the entire Earth, but it'll also mean blowing up every single Dalek, and he'll have won the time war. It's the mm-hmm. Satellite 5 or it's, something. Is he yeah. on Satellite 5 in orbit they send Earth. Rose back to... And he's like, I can wipe out the Daleks right now, but to do so I would have to wipe out every human on planet Earth. And the Daleks are like, you would be just like us, haha. And, and they give him the ultimatum. He's like, what are you, Doctor? Like, killer or coward? Right? And he's like... And he eventually he says, I can't do it. Coward. Any day. Right, and it's this yeah. triumphant moment because yeah. it's him faced with the exact same choice he was he made in the Time War and deciding to do it differently. 
right? There's a thematic reason for him to chicken out at the last minute and then be saved by his companion, who also, like, there's thematic resonance there where his companion, who has a link to him, who he's shepherded through all these adventures, comes back and saves him. You and know? then he sacrifices himself exactly. because he's not a coward. Exactly, and then he sacrifices himself to save her. So there, there's multiple levels all working together. This scenario was the doctor walking into a room with a bomb, knowing that she needed to set it off. She didn't have the... She was too chicken shit to set it off. Except she, like, you know, hmm. smack talk the master about how she's better than he is. And then she's saved by a man she doesn't know who runs Who in. has a good reason to die. Who and also they've set up a long time. It's like, well, I didn't think I'd make it this far, so I'm yeah. just happy to take out some more people with me when yeah. I go. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe I didn't... I'm 140th your age. I, but, yeah. I can't... I, I can't believe I didn't see that. You know, that was a massive, you know, like, I'm going to buy it sort of thing or I'm going to do a heroic oh. sacrifice thing. And I didn't pick it up at the time because hmm. reasons, so I suppose. So this terrible but, genocide still happens. Yes. Like, she's, Except the doctor she's outsourced still, it. She still kills everyone. But she just fashions people into weapons yes, first. Yes. She uses her charisma to make them kill themselves for her cause. You oh, know what that but, makes her? Yeah. A cult leader. <laughs> she is the Jim Jones of uh, I, I don't want to I don't want to undermine it because that's a very fun bit. But having said that, that's not what happened. She had very little conversation with uh Koshamas. Koshamas, that was his with, name. Uh, yeah. Very, very my <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's but all tying together. She had very little interaction with him. That wasn't. She didn't inspire him. Like that. That wasn't a result of him being inspired by the Doctor to. You know, maybe he'd been running from battle all his life, but he he decided to stand up at the last to actually. You know, maybe maybe he was like a deserter. He ran away. Mm. He's like, no, damn it! Lots of people died because I ran away. This time, I'm going to stand and fight. Nope. No, it just turns out that he has been has been fighting. He hasn't had to, he hasn't had the chance to kill anyone for a long time, and so he'd rather take out a few more Cybermen just at the last. It's shit writing. <laughs> it's so bad. And how convenient though that they had access to a death particle. Yes. Boy, and and, and what you know what? that about? You know, oh. And thankfully, it came up just when it needed. It sure when did. you load a gun it in the sure third did. act, you should fire it almost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> He, he apparently, was, I don't was, remember him mentioning the death particle. Apparently he said in the, um, in the, uh, Shelley episode yeah, that like death is with me, death is or, within something. me or something. And, and there were some vague was poetic reference references, but then they have something that I, I died at. a little bit inside hmm. too, actually something, <laughs> something that I laughed out loud at, which was one of the future human persons at the very, like just before well, no, just after we, we, the audience, had found out about the death particle, they then explained to the doctor what the death particle is. That's terrible writing. Oh, yeah. It is terrible. It is hey, redundant. Wh- wh- and it wh- means that wh- we're ahead of the doctor, which is never a good sign unless you're yeah, doing yeah, it for yeah, a very but- specific reason. What, wasn't what, the, wasn't that one of the what are the no names the woman who was an, an yeah. unnamed woman so she's yes. like she just suddenly the, brings it up the legend me. of the death party the legend like, of the death party about? About? oh yeah I oh, was like, it has, oh. oh it's definitely something we've heard of yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah absolutely yeah yeah you reckon it's here oh it might be it might be a tiny little thing inside a tiny little thing in a great big thing 
Do you know how big that friggin' doesn't she say doesn't she actually says that oh there was a legend that he was like he was inside his chest like she explains exactly what it is what it does and where it is and that's apparently some legend legend and then they and then they happen to go into the exact right container thing to find him and then it's like (laughs) oh the master left you a a, 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 a trailer maybe Percy Shelley wrote the legend when he heard the sim say there's death inside me he went oh I bet there's a death particle inside that guy I'll write a poem about that did they even know what a particle was at that point 1816 it's just a piece of language isn't it particle bit of dust yeah it's a death dust it's very fun it's like we used to do shows, Dan, uh, impro shows, which had like a monster horror of the week, and we would it, death particle is like the kind of the kind you know of we, we it was said in a hospital there was monsters, but we would have like the sickness, yes, you know, is this illness that nobody can be cured of, nobody can understand, <laughs> the symptoms are manied and varied. It, it was a MacGuffin illness that yes. we just when we needed something, the death particle sounds like something we would have come up with in an impro show for <laughs> and and work and be fun and be funny. Yeah, absolutely. But because it's ridiculous. Because it's ridiculous sense. and over the top. I just feel like and in Doctor Who can easily be thrown out. Yes, yes. <laughs> like and our at the cannon wasn't destroyed. <laughs> no. But then we the whole thing is that that show we would play on tropes like everyone is saved by love and that kind of, you know, sort of happens. It's like, oh the power of love has brought them back to life or the power of love is so yeah. I don't know why I brought that up. Come back and do more shows with me, Dan. They were fun. They were fun shows. So Greg from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast. Oh, that guy. uh, He said to me, maybe Doctor Who just isn't for me anymore. And that's okay. I appreciate that. I'm okay with that. Mm. I got lots of new stuff to enjoy. This is a golden age of television. It is. I have so much stuff to talk about about other pop culture too. Like... You do or Greg does? Oh, I do. Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, Yeah. Um... But that episode, yes, it had Gallifrey and Time Lords and Chameleon Circus yes. and nods to the Seventh Doctor and Ace and the Matrix. If that seventh episode, Doctor? he was all of them. They were, were in the flashback. Yeah, all these oh, wonderful can little we talk about bits. the flashback. If that episode wasn't for me, who the fuck <laughs> was it for? No, that's right, exactly. That's that's the heart of the who problem the that I have. That episode yeah. for. Exactly. Like, like that, that's the central tension at the heart of this episode and why, why it doesn't work. Because it's an episode that Chris Chibnall wrote for himself. This is, this is pure Chris Chibnall Doctor Who fan fiction. Can I just say that I feel like we need to get that clip? Because the one bit of acting in this that I really loved of Jodie Whittaker, which was very much a broad church acting, it wasn't her doctor at all, yeah. was when yes. her, she and the master are on top of a hill somewhere because they've always got to be on top of a hill. Sure. I remember David Tennant and... John Sim were on the top of a hill at one point. Yeah. Uh, it's a dramatic place to go for, you know. Absolutely, and also yeah. it's Chris Chibnall. I'm surprised nobody got thrown off that hill. That's right. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and then the doctor just kind of go, he's like, eh, they did all this. And, and she goes, why would they lie? And she has this real emotive moment of, why would they do that? And I feel like that needs to be a meme. Like, yeah. why would they right. do that? Is, is, is to Chris Chibnall. Why would he do that? Yes. This plaintive cry uh. of yearning to understand the motivations of a... But you know what? I'm out of touch. I rushed to Twitter You're to try to touch. bond 
with the plague of haters that I am a shorter on there. And 60% of the tweets were positive and 30% of the tweets were uh, were just delighting that people who loved Doctor Who were upset. So other people who watch it going, oh, those people who don't like women. It's like maybe they just didn't like the terrible writing. That's true. There were people saying that they cried when Graham said to Yaz that she was better than the Doctor. Mm. And that came from nowhere, but people cried. Yeah, I don't get that at all. Um, but having said that, like if they, if they did, if they genuinely did, if they, if they found, if you're watching this episode and you got like an emotional spark, like you, you, a tear came to your eye when you saw that interaction, I don't want to take that away from no. anyone. No, I'm the one who's I, out of touch. I just wonder where it's coming from. It's the children who are right. <laughs> yes, sure. But now I've seen, I saw someone who loves Doctor Who, has loved it back since she was a kid. Yeah. In the old series and stuff, said this is the best season of Doctor Who that she's ever seen. Wow. Not Orphan 55, which apparently everyone hated. (laughs) Everyone hates Orphan 55. (laughs) But but this was the best season of Doctor Who that she's ever seen. That's astonishing to me. Who said that? Uh, this is uh, this is the host of. Put on blast. This this <laughs> this is the host of um, of Adam's Doctor Who podcast. Uh, the uh, oh that yeah D four something four D four W D or something. Yeah, Do- Doctor Who podcast with Adam Sullivan. Yes. So look that up if you want. But she she they're very positive about a lot of the episodes this season. And quite frankly, I think that they give them higher scores than they deserve. But <laughs> if they're having a good time, then I don't want to take that away from them. I love Doctor Who, and that's why I hate it so much. Can we get a t-shirt with that <laughs> to that effect? I love Doctor Who, and that's why I hate it so I, I much. think you would make a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should make merch. That reminds me of the um, Doug Stanhope Stanhope's ca- Stanhope's I'm catchphrase. Doug Stanhope, and, and that's, that's why, why I drink. <laughs> I love Doctor Who. And that's, that's why, why I, I drink. So, much. <laughs> so um, that's the end of my manifest. My uh, my report. Yeah. <laughs> Your lengthy uh, letter. I think to that's the everything that occurred to me I during think, it. Well, I, th- I think that's everything. I still haven't episode. talked about the Brendan story. Oh, line. I'm sorry. I yeah, still. Yeah. I still don't understand what was going on with the Brendan. Like, it was a memory planted by Tektuan. Okay, but so it me, didn't well, resolve. Like, so was it no, the Doctor it getting... That was the Doctor being brain-wiped. That was the... Yes, so... You won't... The, thank you for your so service. That, Shame that you won't happen. remember it. There was, no, there was no boy called Brendan who couldn't die, who lived in Ireland yeah. and, did, and mm. was a copper. There was a little girl who fell out of the sky. Sure. And, and she that, grew up on Gallifrey. Yeah. But she fell off a cliff. <laughs> yes. She regenerated. She regenerated. That was interesting. Then she was experimented on. For and then had years. her memory wiped. Yes. But part of that process was this sort of perception filter on the entire experience of her being a baby, a boy baby, who was found in Ireland and then grew up, fell off a cliff, didn't die, grew up to be a policeman. Can we talk about the fact that, that the, so what was the division? Now a, used to be a policeman? The doctor, infamously rascally, uh, mischievous person who stole the TARDIS, well, worked for for the hates well, she cops and uniforms. She travels in a police box. Get out! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Dan so roundly. Uh, <laughs> but 
Uh, I mean, that's very, it's very Damn true. It. It's not... <laughs> I'm crossing that off. <laughs> but um, so, so there, there, there's no. It was fake. It was a, it was a false memory that was planted by the time. It was a false memory. Except it was never presented to us as something that was a mem- mem- like Yeah, it was like a repressed memory that was surfacing, bubbling back up. It was presented to us, the audience, as something extra that was but happening. But there was something called the division. In you know, she yes, looked which at- was the the spy agents, the the Time Lord spies, basically. Time Lord. Like- was that explained? Well, a little. I feel bit like at one point she's looking what, at a statue, looking at her what clock. Joe, that's what Joe Martin ran away from and became a human on earth to escape oh. and the time lords were trying to pick her up was again. it the same woman from that episode in the, with the big makeup maybe because she looked familiar well, no 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 it wasn't but that was supposed to be the head of the division i guess yeah i don't know really needs to learn how to blend eyeshadow just gotta say <laughs> very heavy lineup don't we issue. all yeah well yeah quite Needs to watch some YouTube videos. That's all I'm saying. But but that that's what the Doctor was doing. And so obviously at that point in her lives, she had grown tired of working for the Division, tried to get away from them, became a human on Earth, was chased there by the Time Lords employing the Jadoon, uh, and then became the Doctor again and, and took off. Doesn't explain why the Jadoon then arrest... Jodie Whittaker's doctor. They say they're from the cold case unit. Yeah. But their functioning a, is... Their functioning that was one of those things you say where that's a joke, but not funny. Well, it just means that it happened a long time ago. Like, I get it. Yeah. But, like, the, in that capacity, in, in Fugitive of the Jadoon, they're functioning effectively as bounty hunters. Like, they're not... Yeah, yeah. You know, like... They're the Pinkerton agency yeah. with rhinoceroses. Yeah, yes. <laughs> exactly right. Um, like... They, what, 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 what case are they, what case has gone cold that they're responding to? Yeah, whatever. Well, I mean, she we'll wasn't supposed to run away. Maybe this is all about, this is the doctor running away and sure. not supposed to be doing that. And so, I mean, maybe she stole, maybe she stole a TARDIS. Like maybe that's So she like Jason for. Bourne where she was an, uh, I, don't, I don't, maybe I'm getting the wrong thing. Well, yeah, but like oh, it's very Jason An Bourne. agent yeah, of the, yeah. agent or of Nicholas the government. Page gone in 60 rems, rels. <laughs> Seconds? Rels. Rels? A rel is slightly longer than a second. It's the Dalek uh, time. It's a time. It's a, yeah. Wow, that's super nerdy. I, uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a stranger <laughs> on the uh, TARDIS wiki. So I've done some pretty deep dives. Yeah. Uh, well, I... You know what I don't know? What has surprised me? What's is that? that I've been seeing a lot of lists of people's favourite episodes. And lots of people just going... Yeah, the Tesla episode was fine. And, like, <laughs> I loved that episode. I thought that was a great episode. I thought that was a, that episode was up with, like, uh, the, um, the space Is that because you, one and the... like, are Nicholas Tesla? What? Fuck you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have n- I've never had sexual relations with that pigeon. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, no. I... I I was on that wiki on that wiki as well. <laughs> um, the no, I, I thought well, it, so. That, that's your I, top. That's your yeah, top. top one by yeah. far and away. That was such a tightly written story that all th- there wasn't really anything in it where I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense. No, and, totally. Yeah, yeah. And it had characters who actually connected. The Doctor and Tesla were like, hey, 
I like you. Yeah, I like you too. Yeah, we've got a shared interest. Oh, we've got a relationship. That was a... Um, that blindsided was me it because a, that hadn't happened. It was a. Years. It was like a magic stone or something that, or a magic. Thing. Yeah, it was a, a thing. And then there were some. And they, they had a wonderfully over the top villain in the 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 not the Ragnos the the, the cousin the the, the scorpions. Oh yeah, the scorpions! Yeah, yeah. It was great. Where there were all scorpions except for their leader, who was a sexy scorpion <laughs> lady. A sexy scorpion and, they lady. Had, and they had big. <clears throat> They had like it's not a good sign. made sense, and yeah. they had a plan that fell apart, but then turned out to be the. And then the doctor used the plan against them, and went boom, 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 and it all kind of just worked together. And you're yeah. like, shit, that was great. And even the relationship between <clears throat> Tesla and Edison, which I was like, oh, I know about this. Like I, I care about this. Yeah, totally. and if they bugger this up, and they didn't bugger it up at all, yeah. I was like, they nailed it. They knocked it out of the park. Those two characters hated each other, and then developed a. A sort of a working relationship totally. because yeah. of the doctor I, it it blew me away i haven't yeah. seen an episode i liked that much since like the first season of capaldi can i That's can i say it was a very good episode, and I liked it a lot. And then other, there are lists where it's like sixth on the list. No, that, that's crazy. Yeah, that's that weird. Is absolutely crazy. It's, it's my number two. The only list that I saw was was yours. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. Had it quite high up. Yeah, well, yeah. it's my number two. My, my number one is Fugitive of the Jadoon, which I think... I think that just had the surprise element. And it the did, but it did you know, it so well. My, my, my point is, it did the surprises so well. We did this so in text. Well. We did this in text form. <laughs> like, it, Hang it, on, wait. You guys have a secret chat text that I'm not on? Maybe. <laughs> <gasps> now I know how Dan feels, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing. Like, it, does, it does the twist so well. And even if, and, and Dan had argued with me that it only matters because it turns out to be the Doctor. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. That's the reason why it's so exciting. But I think that episode still is rock solid if it just turns out that she's some alien princess or something. You know, I think, I think it definitely does. I think, I think the, the episode is solid enough. It's fun. The Jaduna great in it. Everyone's the doing Jaduna stuff. Are great. The Jaduna great. The Jaduna great in it. The, 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 the back and forth between everyone, the, the way that it has a really good, it, it has a really good forward momentum without being really manic like a lot of some of the other episodes in this season have been where everyone's dashing about and doing crazy stuff for no reason other than, oh, we gotta, it's got to look be exciting. So we'll run places instead of walking. It's good. It's really, really good. Really good, solid episode of Doctor Who. I, I liked it a watched lot. it twice and that's saying something wow yeah so yeah that, that's my number one Tesla the Tesla episode was my number two I, I thought but the interesting thing about that one is that I think it's a solid B plus episode yeah like in any yeah. other season yeah. it would be middle of the pack it would yeah. be like that's a really fun one I don't think of it particularly fondly like you know like it's just yeah it's cool it's got a, it's got a, it's got a, a, a stunt casting of a, of a historical figure which are always fun but they're a bit hit and miss sometimes but yeah it's good like it's just a solid episode of Doctor Who nothing noteworthy about it but because it came in this season of the show which is so bad in many ways <laughs> and such a mixed bag it's noteworthy because it's like the second best episode this season as far as I'm concerned and for you it's the best yeah like you you, you are hands down you love it because all the other episodes are varying forms of mess 
You know, it just my well, and my expectations are pretty high. Yeah, that's true. So, that's like, true. Because you're like, well, this season is just a mess, and I'm like, yeah, so it's the last one, and the one before that, and the one before that. So, oh yeah, I'm, I, I, there's a problem with me. <laughs> as I say, the kids are right. <laughs> but is I mean, where can they go? Like, will Chibnall do one more season? We've heard that it's going to be second half of 2021. Yes. Is that going to give them more time to get some shit uh, right? They had, a, they had a whole year. They had a whole year to make this this season. But do they need this year to write and next year to film? No, no, no. What they'll do is they'll write them all the week before. <laughs> because Chris Chibnall is still a teenage boy yeah. who doesn't know how he waits, to... Waits, till waits until the last minute. The okay. Day, well, you guys are going to really enjoy my next... Because <laughs> I was still finishing that sucker Sorry, as we were yeah. about to record. Talk about leaving things to the last minute. <laughs> Dan is... I get a lot of jibes from people about leaving things to the last minute. And I'm like, hey. I get I get interesting compliments like, um, it's great how uh, you pull things all together at the last minute. You're able to pull things together. And I'm always like... I've never seen such an amazing sow's ear purse. <laughs> <laughs> but even you, like, you were really annoyed at me for doing a, a shit job in preparation on my Game of Thrones show and then when you saw it, it was like oh it's actually not bad <laughs> I heard it got better after the first show no 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 well you saw a preview oh it was awful yeah because I hadn't finished it yeah and I was <laughs> petrified and I was going to cancel that preview but I was like no 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 do it just be really embarrassed and you need that embarrassment to spur you into action and we were so nice too we were real polite yeah as I found out later it was all a pretense. <laughs> oh, yeah. I oh. went down and had a conversation outside my house about how bad it was, and it I was just going to embarrass myself. It was like, oh, my God, what's she doing to herself? I don't know. I think she hates herself. She wants to. She's trying to punish herself or something. <laughs> it's always nice to hear that from your friends, like, after the fact. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. well, we have no belief left in her. <laughs> I was pretty shocked when that show turned out to be pretty fun to watch. <laughs> and not only pretty fun to watch. It was great. Oh, it was. It Aww. was great. When do we get to see puppies versus kittens? Uh, at some point. Yeah. I'm sure you will. I don't think you'll like it, though. No. <laughs> no. No. But my expectations are pretty high these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's. we've got to write another show with Greg. <laughs> That's why I need the high expectations. <laughs> They're the high expectations. So what other pop culture stuff has been going on well, this can, week? Can we, can we just put a cap on like the Doctor Who stuff? What we could do you... one in its ass. <laughs> yes, that's true. How how is this like like what's your overall thoughts on this on this season? Like like is has it been has it been like um, well, where do you, where do you think it sits like in terms of the show? I and... enjoyed a couple more episodes this season than last season. Right. Okay. Um, the only one last season where I actually enjoyed it all the all the way through the episode. Yeah. Was the Dalek one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Quite like that Which one. Which was actually, yeah, it was it quite was good. It was a Dalek episode? The, yeah, the, the, the New Year's episode. Resolution of the Daleks, the, the New Year's episode. The high resolution of the Daleks. Yes. Oh, no, low resolution, I yeah, guess. Yeah. I'm drawing a blank. It's the way, well... A, poli- it, uh, a woman gets... Uh, a Dalek attaches to her as a squid and makes forces her to build a, a rudimentary Dalek shell and the Doctor has to chase her down. And there's a lovely love story between the diggers, the archaeologists... Did I miss this? 
Why do you have a Doctor Who podcast? I don't even know. <laughs> it was the, it's Revolution the of the Dark? Re- resolution. It was called Resolution. Hang on, was this... So this was... It was the special. After the first season, there was the, the, the New Year's special. It wasn't oh, and Christmas then they had special. a great big gap. And they had a massive gap, and then they had this season. You keep talking. I'm just gonna. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, like I love, I love the Tesla one. Um, I was interested. I I enjoyed Doctor Who for just seeing other people's like reactions. Yeah, and yeah. To sort of sit there and go, oh, I, I'm I'm too jaded to enjoy this. <laughs> I'm, actually, it's the it's the the uh, reaction videos. Like oh, I sat okay. I, I sat there and I watched O where he's like, I'm actually the master, and I was like, oh yeah. Then I watched the reaction videos and people were like, oh my God, what, what, what? And I, and I can sort of enjoy it vicariously. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's what it's like to feel oh, joy. I remember when I was <laughs> Yes. That's so jaded. Um, and so, yeah, there were a couple. And the episodes that weren't terrible were actually pleasant all the way through. And then this refrigerator yeah. moments and stuff. Like... Orphan 55. Funnily, Orphan 55 was like, yeah, that was another episode I hated. But I'd ha- I've hated so many at this point. Right. That I, couldn't, I didn't... I was really shocked that everyone else agreed with me for once. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which is a sign that it was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, Praxius had some characters I quite liked, I yeah. think. I like Dickhead and... <laughs> What's his face? Crabstronaut, Dickhead, and the, and the, the, and the vlogger. There, yeah. there were some funny elements to that, and uh, um, and then I didn't like the the, the the finger, the finger ghosts, the fingers. Oh, yeah, can, the can you hear me? That was is what that one was called. Oh, which with when, the gods. when that when that started appearing, when people started doing like episode lists, like you know, like ranking the episodes yeah. of the season. That showed up like "Can you hear me?" as an episode title. I was like, "Which one was? Which one was that one?" I yeah. don't, I yeah. don't remember. Yeah, I had to go back and like, oh, the the creepy dream fingers. Yeah, like, creepy dream fingers. Kevin Lannister, which I liked more than most because I like the Wet Willie episode. You like how nutty it was. I liked how weird it was. Yeah. It was weird, and I liked when this era of the show goes weird. I think yeah, that's its strength. Too. I think that's its strength. You know, like if you have to define the, the show, sort of feels out what it can do well mm. and I feel like it, it's not leaning into that I think the other eras of the show have really sort of they worked they out what they put could those be tendrils and they've gone what can we do what 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 works okay that works let's do more of that and then they do sometimes to a fault but they figure out what works and they go with it whereas mm. this era of the show it should be going full weird it should be a weird ass show go like full on David Lynch well maybe maybe <laughs> Maybe. I mean, we've already had, like, the Doctor have a conversation with a frog sitting on a chair. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, why not? Go fools weird nutty with it. Can't hurt. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, know, so you can't do any more damage to the cannon right, than yeah, he already has. That's right. But, how, like, will they integrate, like, will they take on feedback? I mean, they don't have to, of course, but will they take on this sort of anti-Chibnall feedback? I hear the ratings or... aren't very good. The ratings season. are not great. Like, lower um, than when they can- axed it in the 80s? Yeah, although well, that's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to measure because a lot of people are crowing about like overnight figures, and that's not how people watch television anymore. No. Like the seven day figures are what matters, and those are about the same. If you if you take those into account, it's about the same as it always has been. It's a little bit less than it 
it's, it's probably the lowest point it's been for a long time, but by the same token, it's still relatively strong. Like the BBC is not about to cancel Doctor Who. Mm. I have a theory <laughs> too many about why they keep taking years off. I think this is what the third, the fourth time Doctor Who has taken a year off. Yeah, the the first time was so David Tennant could do Hamlet. Yes, that that's the, what they said. Yeah, okay, that's what they said. I've got a theory because the the revenue from Doctor Who, like, yeah. there's no advertising during Doctor Who. No. So they pick up the, the money but they from have the public. Incredible like merchandising and, and merchandising, lives. exactly. So if they do Doctor Who every single year, then they then they sell toys for a year. But if they do Doctor Who every second year, they're still selling toys for two years. So they're making oh. so they have to make a certain so sell a certain oh. amount of toys so that so they got one year of good sales of toys and yeah. then another year of like okay sales of toys and that pays for each season of Doctor Who so the longer they space their seasons of Doctor Who out the bigger budget they get to work with because the more sonic things that they I'm sure that does play into it so you're saying that the sales of Ryan Graham and Yaz action sidekick figures are going to be that strong god I would kill for a Graham action figure what would a Ryan action figure be just like the same as Ryan you just you you, you just (laughs) It'd be like every other action figure where you'd stand it up and it'd keep falling over. <laughs> uh, I thought mine but, was bad enough, but yours was even meaner. But like, That's not fair. It's Like, he's clearly got something. He's in the show. Like He's got oh, dyspraxia. Yeah. That's why he keeps well, falling over. Yeah, no, over. no, no. But the, <laughs> the actor. Is the like, actor's, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm being mean. They keep saying how funny he is. I don't find him particularly... Who's, who, well, like in the behind the scenes this stuff, the they, they keep talking about how like how he's a funny actor, and I'm like, I, I haven't seen a lot of that. Like, the Doctor has not way. been solving things a clever way. No, she didn't no. solve this a clever way. Did you see the cart? There's a lovely cartoon of someone wrote where yeah. at the end of this episode, the Doctor's like instead of blowing everyone up, she hugs him and says, "I know that." All, all time lords have a bit of kindness a bit of me in them so they've got a bit of kindness in them and the, and the master's like oh well there's no that part of me died long ago and she's like I wasn't talking to you I was talking to them and yeah. all the, and all the yeah, cyber, yeah. cyber lords are like we've decided to be pacifist <laughs> and, and the doc master's like no oh, that's cute and so and, and I was like well, that's would, a much more doctor would, solution that than, be incredible? Yeah, than yeah. giving a bomb to the white guy to detonate yeah. <laughs> and the thing is this is this is the problem is the Doctor is a very clever character. Yes, yes, exactly. And you can only write clever characters with yep. clever writers. That's right, exactly. And I don't think Doctor Who pays very well. Like, I don't think a showrunner <laughs> pays very well. So the only people they can lure into the job are people who really love Doctor Who. <laughs> they really love it. And they've used up their two clever ones, <laughs> and now they've moved on to Chris Chibnall, who just isn't clever enough to no. write for a clever character. Well, that's Look the at thing, Game of Thrones. You- Bloody Tyrion yeah. stopped being able to do clever things when the, when they per- t- the clever person who wrote for him stopped writing for him yeah. and the other people who weren't clever had to write for him and he stopped being clever entirely. Yeah. And everyone had to be... They just had to write dumber people around him. <laughs> you need clever people to write Doctor Who. Yeah, that's right. Just it's, it's the enough super, of us. It's the Superman stew. problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. If only they'd give us a shot. It's the Superman problem. Like people keep saying, like the, the big criticism about. I don't think I'd be about... clever enough to write Doctor Who. <laughs> like and in all, in all honesty, nothing's stopping her. She's writing a second exactly, one. Yeah. But no, but uh, like it's silly. It's 
it's silly. It's they're, literally they're all, silly. All silly. I don't know enough about the <laughs> science or any understanding. Yeah, of that it. stopped all the other ones, <laughs> didn't it? Oh boy, to attack the moon or whatever, kill the moon. Oh, Jesus Christ. Was, uh, it was so there scientifically. Are people, there are people who go to the mat for that episode. Like they, it is their favorite Doctor Who episode. I'm the one like, where the moon was a dragon. The moon's an egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah the sorry, moon's yeah. A, a giant dragon egg. No, <laughs> it, that is the dumbest goddamn thing. Anyway, I won't, that's <laughs> far in the past now. But anyway, okay. our, our our anger is now like flailing around <laughs> trying to attach itself to more stuff <laughs> to be right, angry about. Like jellyfish Siberian style anger. We need to take what was the Siberian? It was it was the Cyberman like mainframe basically in a nanobot form. Yeah, and all the master said about it too was that it was really pretty, and then he could feel it in himself. In, in himself. I was kind of hoping that it would jump back into some... the Doctor. Yeah, like like the Doctor, point. it chooses the Doctor rather yeah. than the. I, I kind of liked the notion because he killed it and he's like, "Hey, you should choose me," and I'd love it if Cyberman was like, "Blob, blob, blob," and just took off down a hallway with the master running, "Come back, come yeah, back, wait, wait," and finds <laughs> the Doctor is like, "Yoink." <laughs> Because we Doctor didn't see what happened to the Siberium, did we? Just there was What's the. Ex- we didn't see what happened to the Siberium. We just saw. Well, he got blew up. He got blown up with everything else, I guess. Did no, it though? No, the death particle kills organic stuff, doesn't it? Yeah, but it was also attached to a giant bomb. I guess. Like I mean, the death the death particle kills like all of, like is the thing that makes that bomb supercharged, but it was like also attached to a giant bomb. So Yeah, yeah and okay. as we know, we can only have giant bombs that you can set off manually. <laughs> set off manually when you're standing next to Because it means that you have to really think about it before you deploy it, because yeah. it's going to kill yeah. you too. It's like that thing where the launch, the, the, the proposal that the launch codes um, for the nuclear weapons oh, should be yeah. on something uh, embedded in the president's yes, chest. Yes, yes. And someone needs well, to an walk around or with something. Them. Yeah. Not... And I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yade it's like it's like someone has the launch code, so you have to kill and them. And carries a nice knife. Yeah. And if they need to launch a nuclear weapon, the president has to cut that person open and kill them to get the launch codes yeah. because it just makes it just, makes them think. Just, a, just a barrier to entry. Yeah. yeah. You go, you're about to kill a billion people, and you're going to do but this. Do one you think with that your would bear. affect Donald Trump? First. He'd just get someone else <laughs> to do it because his sons go off shooting big game hunting. They're probably fine. She's like, yeah, look, give sure. me the give me the paring knife. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just go in there. No, Doctor uh, Doctor Doctor Trump. Doctor Trump. <laughs> Trump. Trump. I travel Trump. in time and space, everybody. No, I don't think Trump Can would we? do it at all. <laughs> I I no, don't no, think he would. Yeah, no. he would. Well, he's a germaphobe. I wish. I wonder if they'll bring back. Uh, wasn't it uh, Mr. Big from in that Spiders episode? Oh yeah, he just walked off at the end. He walked off the at the end, end and he was kind of a Trump-like figure. Yeah. They should have brought him back. Maybe yeah. he can be Earth be President fun. or something. Mm. Um, we thought there might be some resolution to now. Now that I thought about it, like sorry, sorry to suddenly jump back into the episode. There's so much to unpack. We thought because <laughs> at this in Spyfall Part One and Two, are we up to an hour yet? Uh, <laughs> a little bit. Spyfall, Spyfall Part 1 and 2, there was villains that were like beings of light from another universe. Yeah. They had weird shaped heads. Weird shaped and heads. And everyone sort of looked at and said, yeah. they look a bit Cyberman-y, don't they? Ghost Cybermen? Nothing no, to do with it. Nothing uh, to do with it. No no callbacks. Quite nothing. pleased about that. I care. I mean, it's, yeah, sure. Oh, I, really, like, I, mean, I really hated that. In many that ways, was... that's fine. But like, we also thought that like, there would be some sort of callback to... The Lenny Henry's like tech boss, who at the end of that episode just oh yeah just, just stuck out the back away. door. I was like, okay, so they saving him for later? Like, is he going to be part yeah. of the finale? Much later. Nope. No, I had gone. one uh, thing he used about to be the doctor. 
So I was trying to freeze frame that whole Doctor Who mind blast. Um, yes, um, people have posted online like a slow, like slowed down versions, which oh, have is quite they? cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I have to look one of those up because I was trying to stop and start and see what bits of which Doctor they included. Oh, but at the start they have yeah. Captain Jack from this season. Yes, which, which importantly, <laughs> the Doctor was not there. Yeah. For. The Doctor has no memory of that. She's remembering them telling her about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, she's just good at visualising. Yeah, Yaz is such a great storyteller. <laughs> yeah. She just painted a picture. Painted that yeah. vivid picture in her brain. Graham described the kiss so perfectly. Yes. Uh, so that was a bit Yeah, weird. you're right. Like, that makes no sense. And I was, there were a whole bunch of faces I didn't see, but you guys said the absorber off was in there. Yeah, yeah. The, it's in there. Because <laughs> I did not... Of all, of all the monsters to pull, they pulled the absorber off. Did they pull the Rastacorigo Fallopatorius? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the um the what? baby face one. Yeah, they're in there. Yeah. Slovene. The Slovene, yeah. The, 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 wow, the that's really quick. There. Yeah, it goes past super quick. It's all in there. Like they, they get So that was somebody's the, job, like you need to cram in as many They get most of the major like new who monsters in there. Okay. Um yeah, it's it's like pretty impressive. And I and the thing is, like little montage, little moments like that in the show always just get me. Yeah, I I, I had fun watching not that this bit. Time. Well, well, but it was, it was they had, they had slow mo of her screaming, but it, they didn't have a slow mo camera. It was just a slowed down frame rate, like yes. you would do, and it looked like a nineteen eighties video. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it looked like it a looked, video clip. Yeah, it was so naff. Cop a bit of this. It was so uh, But they played the theme song. They and played that was so the theme wrong. song. It was awful. It Someone was, posted see, it online. It didn't strike me as bizarre initially. Yeah. It was sort of after the fact. God, I was bored when, up I on think, the couch. No, I think no, you I, were talking I, about it afterwards. I, and I went, it definitely oh, yeah, struck it's... me in the moment. I was like, oh, they're playing the theme song. They never do that. Yeah. They never do that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they've never done it before. Like I'm, I'm struggling to think yeah. of a single time it's happened before. They've had played... the, they've had the drum beat. Oh yeah, yeah, but that's like but, the, but that's that's the, the master, master thing. Yeah, yeah. and there was yeah. a, there was a nice little meta nod that that yeah that from the, like the, 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 the theme, theme song. song yeah. is, but they haven't done that. They've just, they just had the theme song in the episode because the famous one is Matt Smith in the eleventh hour going, you know, Earth, it is protected. And yeah. that's the the uh, climax of the like dun 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 And and like someone online posted a version that they, they did a re-edit of the the brain blast from this episode. Brain blast. Um, and it was and, and they they included the the actual thirteenth Doctor's theme, like the one that you pointed out. We've never heard in well, the TV we show. We have, but like like I, I just do, hardly, I, you don't remember. I, have, I don't remember it's it happening. Not, it's not pointed to by the show as like this is the theme. You know, in the same way that the Eleventh Doctor's was, yeah. and all that sort of thing. You know, like mm. it's not pointed to, which was so obvious that I heard it in the Tesla episode, and <laughs> it's definitely there. I don't know. You, uh... but um, like you have her theme, like you have the Thirteenth Doctor's theme, and it's it fits perfectly. Oh, it's so to good. that moment. Like I watched it, and I was like, oh, maybe this is good. Maybe it's not awful and cringeworthy. Maybe it's good. Like it actually elevates that moment. It elevates it. It's amazing. Well, it's it's pretty solid. Yeah. Maybe that's just me flailing around for any hope in a world without hope. But like the idea that they then put the the janky new Doctor Who theme over the top of mm. of this moment, it just doesn't makes no sense to me. Who made that decision? Christian. Christian. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just like. Guys, how about how about we actually just bring it all together 
And in this moment that summarises all of Doctor Who, including all of the new old Doctor Whos who we've just inserted into this episode, why don't we make the space for all motif by having the Doctor Who theme song just come in at that moment, guys? I'm not sure. Guys? I'm, I'm starting to wonder about your qualifications as a, <laughs> as a showrunner and writer. Trust me on this. I'm Chris Chibnall. Is this you doing comedy again? Because again, I don't think you're really up to My mum says I'm funny. And she said my appearance on that 1986 news program was hilarious. I saw the episode you, she wrote. I was I great. I'm starting to wonder about her abilities as a... Look, I need to tell you what comedy is, okay? <laughs> See this? Banana peel. You slip on that. Fall over. Bang, boom, bang. Very funny. I watched Broadchurch Church recently. It's not very good. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing was a comedy. <laughs> well, you didn't pick that yeah, up. I locked the whole thing. You didn't. You didn't pick up that the child murder was a. I mean, that's the to, joke. To the whole to, thing. The lies. on. Chibnall's like a like an alt right. Uh, you know, like real old comedy guy. <laughs> edgy. He's, he's a, I'm edgy. A, I'm just you know I push boundaries. Yeah. There's nothing funnier than child murder. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's the way to go. I don't and see why you guys aren't following me on this. Almost two decades ago, I watched Attack of the Clones. Mm. Star Wars. Attack wait, of the Clones. what? Oh wait, okay, yeah, that's that's a Ewan McGregor one, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and I and 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 and, and he's at Can a bar. Can we stop using the term decades? I really am not comfortable <laughs> with it. And I care. When, when Natalie was young, I saw a film. <laughs> but, uh, and, and a character comes up to Obi-Wan Kenobi and goes, would you like some death sticks? What? And, yeah. he, and he goes, you don't want to give me death sticks and stuff. And I, and I watched that bit. I went, I'm out. I'm done. I'm out. That, that, was, that, was, the that was the moment I was like, Wars. you know what? I loved Star Wars when I was a kid, but I'm done. I'm out. I checked out for the rest of the film. What, what are death back. sticks? Doesn't matter. Like, they're, they're space cigarettes. Space, but I think I think like space drugs. Space in the Star Wars universe. Oh, was it like a funny sort of like ah ha ha? Like, look, it's like, a death, got, like you say, approach. coffin nails for cigarettes or something. I guess so. But like, it like, was just a little Jedi moment. Yeah, like, like the guy the guy approached him in the bar, said like, "Do you want to buy some death sticks?" And he's just like, "Yeah, I don't want you don't want to sell me death sticks." And the guy goes away. Yeah, he's like, "Why would you?" Yeah. Oh, is that what he said? Because I was about to say, "Don't make your life better." Which actually is. Weird, because it means that, like, he's, like, altered that person's personality. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I, I would do that. You wouldn't do that if you had Death Star powers? It'd be like, Dan, stop being such a bleep. Uh, I was going to... You wouldn't get you wouldn't get all this I was fine gonna go, entertainment. That's right. I was going to okay, go so, for the swear word, and then I chickened out, because I was like, oh, that might be mean. Yeah. You I've had my personality... Because you never edit out swear words. <laughs> I dropped the C-bomb last time. And I'm like, I trust her to do that. I heard it back. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> can I, can I just say, like, I've been busy and then I was sick. And like, I just, you know, it's a, we talk for a long time, guys. We do. We do. And, you know, I, like, am I supposed, are you supposed to edit podcasts? Like, come on. I mean... Can I, can I just say, though, this, like it is optional. all of these Doctor Who podcasts go for way longer than Game of Thrones ones ever did. Yeah, that's true. And I love that show, and I have a lot to now, say about it. is that because it. we have more to say, or can just we... because we're indulging ourselves even Maybe. more? Maybe. <laughs> I miss Game of Thrones. So do I. I miss the fun of it. 
I need a replacement show to convince all my Facebook followers to keep following me. Well, I have some, uh, some well, shows that you ah, can try. I was going to okay, say, yeah, yes, so I've got Dan my pen. Dan has come impeccably prepared for this I've ostensible been, I've started pop adding a little bit of pop culture stuff in. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I, I got stuff to share. I don't have sure. to. No, no, go no, for please it. Please do. Well, I actually, I, I don't have a lot We've of got all the time share, in the world, apparently. You sure do. What? Have I, I've been it's an doing canvas for us to play on. <laughs> I've been doing Speed the Movie the Play at the Brisbane Powerhouse, which is running until March twenty second. Get mm. on it, grab a ticket. It's a great show. <sighs> Thank you, Dan. We, it is a wonderful show. I was picking myself up, but yeah, you can jump <laughs> on those coattails. <laughs> no, I'm just glad that you're not sort of turning your back on it. I'm just one, I'm, a, I'm very proud of Speed the Movie the Play. It's one of the best things I've ever done. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Let's just big up ourselves here. <laughs> I, I'm can. very proud to be head writer on that. And that my two co-writers <laughs> came along for the ride. It would be funny if I could remember any of the jokes that I actually wrote in the show. None of us can, though. Yeah. Because we all sit around so, and write so them together. Because that would be unhealthy. If, yeah. It would be very yeah. unhealthy if we were keeping track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll just there'll be things like, I love that joke. I, and then someone will go, I did that one, didn't I? And I'll be like, no, that was me. And I'm sure it was me. And you can never work out who, who it was. Uh, but yes, yeah, so speed is on and selling really fast. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, you've got to stay at 50 miles an hour or the tickets will blow up. <laughs> that joke didn't work. Um, but yeah, come and see that so I can have some money. Um, yes. Mm. No, come and see it because it's a brilliant night out. It's oh, hysterically it is funny. Great. And it's brilliant. Who cares whether Natalie's starving <laughs> or not? <laughs> Could probably do with it, really. <laughs> I have to get new flooring installed in my house. Actually, it's 7 a.m. tomorrow as we record this. Mm. Uh, three very nice men are turning up to install new flooring at my house. Because so, so your cats have finally had like <laughs> physical consequences on your life. I'm having what's called... They're uh, starting to chip into the concrete at <laughs> yeah. this point. No, that was a pre-existing. Right now. I'm, well, there's saw... no more carpet. She's there, they're scratching at the... No, no, no. But they, that, those holes were pre-existing. They weren't, the cats have not gotten into the concrete. I just really want to clarify. Because <laughs> I've got three bare floors in my rooms at the moment. And I just want to say that that's from previous you right. know, carpet installations, that there are some chips and stuff. That's not, the cats are not tearing. The claws aren't, pos- they're not that strong to do that. Like, Okay, so it's been a sudden, unexpected, accidental renovation that's right. happening at the moment. But eventually I'm going to have a nice house again. So that's positive. That is a positive. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So because of that, I haven't really been watching anything pop culture or keeping my mind on pop culture things because I've been doing Speed the Movie the Play, which is of itself a pop culture. Heavily immersed. Phenomenon. Absolutely. I would say phenomenon. I would agree. And Stu, you don't have anything this week. Uh, No, I don't have a a lot to talk about this week, but uh, if you... What do you uh, got? Nothing. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, wow! I'm a, I'm a tiny child. He, he called your bluff to, on that. He, mention, this conversation is taking a lot. It's taking a lot of time to go. Yeah, you do it, team. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we said that at the start. We abrogate no, all I, our I, responsibility. No, I was. I was going to talk about. Um, have you been watching uh, Picard, Star Trek Picard? Um, no, never been a huge Star Trek. Oh, see, I was a massive Star Trek fan, so this so, is right in my. But in my I've been house. hearing that a lot of people are like oh, it's not proper Star Trek, and it's. And I just heard that it's starting to pick up about it's, six episodes yeah, in. They're yeah, like, yeah. oh, the story's starting. Yeah, that's it. Like, we have taken what I think is, like, over half the season to start the story. Yeah. So that's not a great sign. But it is just fun watching this old man daughter about the universe. It's actually quite 
quite fun. Yeah, it does sound like it's a better pace. It, it's interesting, isn't it? That it used to be, oh, it's all the Hollywood is a young person's game and stuff, and <laughs> old people just don't get a chance. And then the boomers started getting old. Yeah, and they're like, like, oh, it turns out we're in all the movies now. Yes. Harrison Ford is on, coming in with his walker. <laughs> oh, he's doing Call of the Wild or something again at the moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's him and a dog. And and and, and Picard is like, he's haggard. Well, I, I like that he's he's not only is he an old man. But the show treats him like an old man. Like people are helping him, and yeah. like, like li- almost, almost literally in some cases, like taking his arm and like guiding him places. <laughs> it's very weird, but it just works. I don't know what about it. The show is wildly all over the place in terms of like what it's actually doing with, and it does the thing that I hate, which Discovery did as well, which is that they can't reconcile the idea of a utopia. They find it, whoever writes the show finds it deeply uninteresting instead of a really interesting sci-fi premise to mm-hmm. pit against other things. Um, so they make it, so they make the Federation space racists. They did it in Discovery and they're doing it in Picard. And we call that sucks. spacism. Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> space racists. They are. Like I the- just have images of like those Aussie pride guys or the Bogan pride <laughs> or whatever they're called. The... Just with like silver the, capes instead of... It's no, a cape like the, 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 the big the Eureka so the Federation, logo, yeah. Federation, Federation logo. logo with a Eureka, the Eureka flag <laughs> yeah. on it as well, and just like a, a mask, you know, like a space helmet, but with like Australian flags stuck to either side, like people put on their cars. <laughs> the Enterprise has got little flags off the yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly what <laughs> yeah. I yeah, that's that's that was the joke I was going for. But you have some pop culture things. Uh, I've been watching Lock and Key. Oh no! I want to. I haven't been watching, but is I want to see this. Kids, is this a kids' kids show? No, it is not. But it the the, the main characters are kids. Um, it is based on a comic book. Yeah. By Joe Hill, who yes. is the oh, that's Stephen King's Stephen son, isn't King's he? Stephen King's son. And isn't he the one who said he wanted to write for Doctor Who? And they were like, "No, yeah. you're American. You never will. Fuck yeah, off." Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is the first I heard about it. And this is how I ended up watching the show, is right. hearing you talk oh, about wait, that okay. story. <laughs> oh, okay. And I sort of followed that rat hole and I was like, oh, there's Lock and Key, there's Joe Hill, like, click, 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 click. And it's really solid. So like, I've heard, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe my expectations are low because I've been watching Doctor Who. <laughs> but it is a really good story. It's really fun to watch. Uh, it's based on a comic book, just like yes. Watchmen was. That's right, yeah. And oh. Watchmen was very good. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing about comics, aren't they? They're supposed to be that visual. Yeah, and but that's it, it used yeah. to. It, it, it didn't really work that way because twenty years ago, people go, "Well, comic books, Superman." It's like, oh, we tried a comic book character and it didn't really work, and so how the duck flopped and Dark Man and this Spider Man <laughs> film was okay, and but the Hulk didn't work, and and then suddenly Marvel was like, "Comic book, comic book, comic we, book." We figured it out. We did it. We did it, and everyone's like, "Oh, comic books." Yeah. Oh, what other comics book can we use? And this is where all the real creatives have been telling all the great stories where they don't yeah. need a massive budget to tell these incredible stories or these personal stories. Sure. And the the artistry of comic book has whizzed ahead in the years since like the golden age where it was all superheroes punching people. Yeah. And now there are these great stories out there. Absolutely. And Lock and Key is one of them. Um, the premise is that these kids move to their... That they're, their father's been killed and the family moves back to the family home and the kids start finding keys hidden around there and start unlocking magic doors yeah. and that gives them certain powers. Sure. And it's and it's very simple to give kids magical powers, but the limitations of the doors and the keys and the 
the cleverness of how each key affects the universe and the characters is very engaging. Mm. And um, and it has well-written villains and it's clever. Yeah. It is a really good show and I would advise it to yeah, people yeah. That out is, there. That's good to hear. I was excited about it. I, I'd heard good things about the graphic novel and I hadn't had a chance to, to read it yet. Mm. And I had heard great things about the TV show. Apparently it's a great adaptation. Uh, I think Joe Hill was involved. Like He, he was involved yeah, and... He was. Did he write some of the episodes? Or? Uh, I don't know whether he wrote it, but he, <coughs> yeah, he definitely had involvement in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, like, it's it's made with the creator's input. Like, it seems like it's the perfect adaptation. It seems really good. And I, yeah. I, yeah, I'm really excited by it, and I want to watch it. If yeah, I ever find time. Yeah, I um, It'd be nice if more comic books got turned into TV shows. Yeah, and they are. The Umbrella Academy has oh, yes, been out yes. for a while it now. It has, yes. And I, you may have even mentioned it on there. Yeah. That's yet another comic book that's been turned into a, like, a seriously good series. Yeah. Like, it was... I was all over it. Totally. Absolutely adored it. Like, I'm adoring these TV shows. Every single episode. Not like, oh, that was a bit of a naff episode or oh, that was the worst episode of, of a... No! You watch the entire thing and you can't get enough of it. With the Umbrella Academy, is it self-contained episodes or is it like the Netflix style? It's, it's the Netflix it's style. Here's a whole ten, story, yeah, yeah. but every part of the story has a different sort it's of element. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Um, and I'm, I've started watching a new one called I Am Not Okay With This, which oh. is also based on a comic book. These are all Netflix Oh, is it really? Shows. I didn't realise it was based on a comic book. Yes. Okay, and cool. it's about a young girl who has psychic powers. Right. She develops telekinesis. Yeah. And which I, I'm like, I'm totally on board. Now, it turns out it's not about that at all. It's about a young girl in a small town who is discovering that is going through puberty and dealing with boys and dealing with her friend having a boyfriend. And I, and I, and I am not in on board for that story at all. But she <laughs> happens to have telekinetic powers. And so I am all That's about it. And it. I'm stuck watching this teen romance film. Awesome. Uh, the story and I'm loving it fantastic it's but it's yeah it's one of those stories which is this weird tiny little story that you don't <laughs> get on but suddenly Netflix is like well here's some money yeah here's a little bit of money yeah, go go make that go make that and they come back and go we made it just like the comic book and they're like great and then you watch it and you go some really creative people have been involved in this this well, is great can I theorize then that maybe the BBC given its budgetary constraints and the fact that the UK wants to take away the license fee which is a underpins a lot of BBC production is it just that Netflix have the money has the money oh yeah at the moment it absolutely and they that whole American style of having a writer's room and having because I think I've talked about this before about my friend uh who Dan knows very well as well Deborah Francis White she's currently uh working on a show that could get picked up by Netflix yeah. and she's spoken about you know having writers workshop sort of you know here's you're in there for a month and you're throwing around ideas mm. and you you know so is it just a case of more brains in the process more you know I don't know I mean there's always the too, the concern with too many cooks and you end up you see you, you see shows with big writing rooms yeah and they are tight um so something like friends yeah, very sure. rewatchable yeah, yeah. very funny Every joke lands because when a joke didn't land in front of an audience, yeah, they that, workshop it. They, they would all the all the writers would huddle up and go, "Okay, how do we get this joke to work?" And they'd spend ten minutes getting the joke to work. They'd re they'd get the actors to relearn the lines, and then they'd do the joke again, a slightly different joke. And the audience said, "Laugh!" And they go, "Brilliant, got it." Yeah, and they move on like it was a, such a tight ship. 
But then you go to the Black Books and it was two guys writing every episode. Yes. And that's also brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So That's true. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but both methods work. Both methods You just work. have to have people who are good at writing things. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what's wrong with Doctor Who then? Are they, are they not paying their writers you, enough? Well, do you, know, do you know what it is? I think... Is it the weight of too much history? Is it going to continue to weigh the no, show no, down? No, you don't it, have to delve into the history. You could just write a monster of the week. I think it literally is the fact that Russell T Davies and Stephen Moffat both would take passes at scripts. And I don't feel like that's happening with Chris Chibnall as the showrunner. I don't think he's certainly not to the degree that like, like there's, there's stories that apparently um, RTD and certainly Stephen Moffat would basically rewrite stories from the ground up and did a lot of uncredited work behind the scenes on just taking Mm. pieces and fitting them all together so that they fit the show that they were making. Whereas but Chris Chibnall like, can't even write a season of Doctor Who every single year. That's right, exactly. And so it seems like Chris Chibnall is very much just saying, he's asking people, he's like, okay, you do that story, you do that story, you do that story, and then he's taking what he has given. Okay, good enough. Yep, he's given it a read, checking for spelling errors, and then going, okay, now make that. You know, and he, they're not What's getting... What's he doing? <laughs> going oh no I've been working every single day I've got two weeks off over the last 18 months I'm always working on Doctor Who what the fuck are you doing yeah, I know I know because <laughs> that they have an executive producer he's an executive producer he has a co-executive producer who is the producer like Chris Chibnall's job is to write the show and make sure that everyone else writes the show and everyone's on the same page. Got to shape it. That's his show. He's not the guy who has to find actors and... Exactly. He has, is he, he doing something someone else. else? I don't know. He's No, apparently not. Apparently this is what he's doing. All Doctor Who. He delayed starting on Doctor Who because he was doing something else. And he's like, there's no I way spent, I can do both of them so at the same I spent time. so long honing Orphan 55. <laughs> <laughs> that that uh, patronising speech to the audience at the end... Just that took me like three weeks oh, just to get that note God. perfect. Yeah. Initially, it was too organic. Yeah, I wanted to really. Oh, no. we, we kept doing passes to make it preachier. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder um, what Jodie Whittaker, because she's a fine actor, and I wonder what she thinks of when she gets these scripts and, you know, and. and uh, there was a nice moment where she you know was she's having thinking? her... She's thinking $120 a, a sign, per signed photograph at the conventions. <laughs> That's what she's thinking. Yeah, she's thinking set for life is what she's thinking. But anyway. Uh, really, though? Like, don't you want to be... Oh, I'm sure. I'm like, let you know, like, yes, artistically. Don't I'm... you want to have one of those moments of, you know, as we keep saying, like the, I am the doctor, it is protected, or get away from Earth, or... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she does. I, I, I think she's working as hard as she can. She, yeah. I don't think she's phoning it in. I've said no, I've said no, I don't, I don't think so times. either. I think, she's, I think she's quite good. I don't think she's been given anything we, good to work we, with. We, have, we do talk that she's not she great at that. She's a great ex- psychopath. <laughs> she sure does. <laughs> the exposition stuff, we, we've talked about how she's sort of left out on her own to go, here am I explaining how things are done, and yeah. that's a bit weird. Well, that's actually, why they gave it to the Matrix this time. That's right, exactly. Yeah. Why did they? 
do that. <laughs> Sorry, we've discussed all this in detail, and I just keep coming back to. We're still no closer. We're still back. Yeah. Why? I have another show. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Let's. I'll try to lift this out. All right. All right. Please. One more show that I've been that I've enjoyed recently. Um, there was a film about uh, 10 years ago, I think, called Limitless. Uh, oh, yeah. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Uh, took a pill and became super smart. He, sure. No, no, no. It meant that he could utilize 100% of his brain, not just the 10% that we... <laughs> well... Because humans only use 10% of our brains. They have made a TV series, and that, it's a couple of years old. I was about to say that's been around for a while. Yeah. It's been around yeah, for a while. Yeah. I've only just watched it. Okay. It's really good. Really? It's really good. Still really? a very high pitch. The characters are really fun. The bit where they about the it make it allows you to use the ninety percent of your brain you don't use. They actually have the character going. That's actually a myth. Oh. This is how the pill works. Okay. And the, what the pill does is it gets all your all of your neurons and stuff and lines them all up so you suddenly have access to all your memories. Okay. And that's what makes you super smart. Right. But yeah, there is a, a moment where the guy's like talking to someone else and goes, yeah, that's a myth. That's not how this works at all. And it's like, and, and the show is filled with this lovely warmth. The character is so charismatic and such a joy to watch. He, and it, it is your basic police procedural sure. with one quirky character yep. that people have, we've worked, we, we know how to do that. We don't know how to make fun sci-fi monster of the week stuff anymore but we know how to make a police show where one person is a bit quirky yeah. we've got our castles we've we got have, our monks we've got, we've got our mentalists yeah. now we've got our limitless guy and but it is a really solid show with great okay. actors great stories it's only one season you've got axed after the first season say, but it's yeah. a satisfying end to the season it is choice entertainment I 100% encourage it okay and because it's only one season it's very bingeable you can yep 20 episodes 20 wow like full full network length full network length 20 episodes for 44 minutes 44 minutes long it's a good amount of entertainment sure finishes and you enjoy the whole the whole journey okay really good show huh and you wouldn't expect it no no I'm not when I heard they were making a TV series out of that movie I was like why again (laughs) I don't understand but that's well, I, I hadn't seen the movie, so I, we just watched the s- series, and then we watched the movie afterwards and went, oh, that's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> we should go watch the, the series again. Um, speaking of comic books that are becoming what I hope is a very cool um, uh, television show, uh, they've recast uh, the lead of Why the Last Man. I don't know whether you guys have been keeping up with this. No, what's, what's so this? There's a, there's a comic book uh, by Brian K. Vaughan called Why the Last Man. W H Y or no, the letter the Y? The letter Y. Um, colon, yes. the last man. Yes, and I have heard about this. The conceit of it is that every male on planet Earth, every male on planet Earth dies except for one slacker and his pet monkey. <laughs> is that and, a euphemism? Yeah, no, no, not a euphemism. He has a pet monkey called Ampersand. And that is a cute he, name. For yeah, yeah, and he then, like, you know, he basically travels the the world, meeting crazy characters and all that sort of thing but it you know it's a, it's a great the, the, so it's the just comic women after their sperm that's the whole well some some of them there's one crazy sect that, that are like are like chasing him because he's like the last man and they think that he can repopulate the earth and there's another sect who want to kill him because they, they're like you know God killed everyone else and we want to finish the job you know all this sort of thing and like okay. so there's you know he becomes a bit of a, of a MacGuffin but it's such a great like comic book 
And it's the comic book itself is written and drawn in such a way where you're like, oh, this is a TV show. Like this is like a lost style mm-hmm. like television show. You can I, you can see it on the page. I heard about it. I was like, oh, I've got to read this comic book. And I went online. I was like, oh, it's like a hundred and seventy dollars to get the whole collection. Well, well, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, but it's really, really good. The the story is actually really good. It, it has all these cool little subplots mm-hmm. and stuff. It, it it does everything very good. Great characters. You could easily see it being a really, really good mm. show. I'm, it's been in development hell for uh, years, for years and years. And we were finally like seeing them go, 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 go. And then the lead actor dropped out. Uh, but uh, just recently they've recast. So we're back on track. Ooh. Okay. Who so uh, I, I don't know the, the guys. I don't know. He's no, not someone who immediately like leapt to mind, but uh, mm. we haven't, we have a new lead actor. Theoretically back ben on track. Ben Schnetzer? Sure. That could be him. Um, but yeah, so I, again, am quietly hopeful that we'll see this and that it'll be good. It's been in, it's been in production for a long time. And mm. when that happens, what slithers out the end sometimes isn't very good, but we'll see. So quietly hopeful about that one. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, apparently he was in Happy Town. Diane Lane's going to be in it. I know her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's playing his mother. So yeah, no, it's it's it is it is actually it's one of those things where yeah, like it's the source material is really good, um, and with the right, you know, hopefully, like th- there's the big potential there for it to be a really good show. So I hope it is. I need to come up with a good idea for a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. I feel like there's so many streaming platforms out there trying to come up with content. Like, surely... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Surely I can someone. get something on. Yeah. Why not? Someone would be interested. Come on, some spec scripts. Peace. Yeah. Start <laughs> sending out some... I'd love to be a screenwriter. If I knew how to do it. It'd be fun, wouldn't it? You know? I'm writing a story. Are you? Yeah, I'm writing Are chapters. You? And it's... It, like like a novel. I'm not... I haven't used the N-word yet. <laughs> right. Hang that's on. The N-word's thing. a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I haven't, I haven't said novel yet. I'm writing a story. I don't know where it's going. I don't know if it'll end. I don't know what it's for. But it that's looks, nice. It's starting to look good. a bit like a novel. Oh, okay. That's really cool. I look forward to... I just wish I had a good idea actually. for something for a novel. That's the thing. Having an idea that I don't immediately discard as being stupid. Well, what about that great Doctor Who idea you had before? Oh, that's a fun idea for a for a, for a Doctor Who parody episode. I actually think No, it's not that one. The, the good one. Yeah, this is a, the one I'm talking about. The one oh, I'm going okay. to do. No, no, no. The good one. <laughs> we had this Oh, with the master is Tekatuan. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of done now because he's not... He's, he's gone, isn't he? Or, no, well, he'll be back, but... That's, that's never stopped anyone on the Look, internet. Look, maybe before. I'll write it in. I'll just write it in to the other idea that I have, which is actually quite good. But I can't tell you because then it would ruin the surprise because, of course, we're going to do it live, so you guys mm. won't have seen it before. Maybe, maybe Doctor Who needs another 18-year break. (laughs) (laughs) I was was having a conversation with someone about that exact thing today. It's like, maybe we just need to miss it again. (laughs) Like, it needs to go away enough that we develop some nostalgia. This could be the troubled, like, final period. Oh, I see. You know, you could sort of be like, oh, you know, it it had a few wobbles at the end. But, like, 
there was some good stuff they were building towards like something interesting yeah but they mm. can't do that they can't go we got a woman doctor who and now we're shutting it down yeah, no, like no, no, that's you right. can't do that and not only that i mean like the thing is because it has all these international uh rights deals and it has such a huge fan base that buy merchandise and all that sort of thing it is almost like a self-sustaining beast at this point. Mm. Like, like the the BBC actually spends not that much money on Doctor Who, like, like way less than you would think, and a lot <laughs> of its funding actually does come from international rights deals and stuff like that. Mm. So, hey, at least yeah. they answered the question. What's that, Doctor Who? Doctor Who. The episode was like Doctor Them <laughs> fell out of a hole in the sky. That's that's them. There's no there's no Who anymore. It's just no. Bim. Well, now it's Doctor it, What. Yeah. It's like, what is, what is she? Yeah. And Dr. Why. Dr. Why. <laughs> I was talking about the death sticks. Yeah. Like, and the, I, when, when, when it said, Dr. You're the timeless child and we got all our regeneration from you, I had the same feeling. I had a death stick moment. <laughs> I'm like, I think I'm done. Am I done with Dr. Who? I feel like they broke Dr. Who. <laughs> I feel like Dr. Who's broken. No, I don't... You, but do you, you remember back in the day, that. we would have screening episodes at my house? Yeah. And we would all come around, sort of, what, 2009? Sort of the, the late 2000s, eight, yeah. 9, Sometimes 10, 11. cry because the episode was just so beautiful and touching. Yeah. And the relationships genuine. that had been built in 44 minutes actually meant so much that I wept tears of... <sighs> Yeah. Joy and sadness. And you know you know what does freak me out about that is that there were people, even then, who were saying that the show's crap now. <laughs> and they liked it a lot better back when they Well that was it. that that was the first incarnation of a new show. Like that was the people going, Well, I remember it when I was a kid and yeah. it's not the same. Like because I never watched it so much as a kid, I always enjoyed it. Hmm. Um, but yeah. I can almost hear Greg from the Smart Enough No Better podcast. That guy. Going, oh, this is the third time they've dipped him. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> they've dipped what? They've dipped back into Doctor oh. Who. Just, just <laughs> we, we put a cash in the wailing. <laughs> uh, so we will attempt to come back to you with another episode, another live Doctor Who episode written by me. Uh, surprise to everyone else at some point. And what are you reviewing next? Well, I don't you know. We, we don't have a plan. Yeah. Like going without a... I want to do that The Foreigners show, but I can't find out who and where it's on. I've, I've heard SBS On Demand. If it's not easy for you to find, it's not easy for me to find. <laughs> yeah. So well, I, it was a nightmare trying to catch up with Game of Thrones. Well, that's because... Stop going to HBO. Just go to Netflix. That's what I pay for. Okay. <laughs> what makes life easier for you? The problem is, Dan, is that everything is a binge show and it makes it so hard to do That's podcast true. installments or yeah. recaps when everyone will have moved on. And I feel really weird about going to people, hey, because I've got, I still want to finish watching The Witcher and kind of write my whole season sort of take on it. Like, here's what I thought about episode one, and here's some funny things I thought of in episode two and three which I want to try and get to and actually do as a project, but no one's going to pay me for that. Like no one's no. So you need to do something that comes out. That's the, the, the importance that comes out as a, like as a bachelor yeah. or a survivor. I mean, maybe, but then I'd have to watch reality TV and I just don't, I just never have. Great. The great race, the amazing the race, race, the race around the bake off. No, the amazing race <laughs> has been canceled because of the coronavirus. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. It actually has. Yeah. yeah. The American one, they've stopped production. That's, and I think that's the Australian ludicrous. one is following suit. We cancelled The Amazing Race because of the flu. Yeah, well, who knows how many... It's cold season, so we can't send them... Who knows how many of them... a goddamn mud volcano <laughs> or over a goddamn ravine. And they've been, Oh, it's they... too dangerous for them to th- jump, have them jump up the side of a building and try to c- yeah. catch a pink card out of the air. What they... are they, insane? Yeah, virus. They, they make them do this, all of this stuff in, you know, a couple of weeks or whatever it is. Like, they would be running on empty the whole time. Like, they would be totally... They, who knows what else they're getting... It doesn't matter production. if your immune system's low. Coronavirus is a new virus. Everyone's going to get it. Are we? Yeah. Oh. It doesn't sound nice, though. It's the cold. No, but it sounds a bit worse. It's a bit worse than the cold. It's a bad cold. Well, I just had like a medium cold and a middle ear infection a couple of weeks ago, and that was bad enough. You've turned me around, actually. You're right. I don't want to get coronavirus either. You, like, are the greatest hypochondriac I've ever met. Going, ah, it's fine. It's a cold. That is weird. Yeah, yeah. You literally, when I had that infection, you were like, "Oh no, I can't. Uh, you can't come to. I was supposed to catch up with you for something, and you were like, nope. And I was like, that's fair. So, I, I'm gonna laugh when Dan gets the coronavirus. So am I. I get the week off. Get to watch Netflix. I'm gonna binge. But do you, I find I can't really enjoy it when I'm not well. I'm like, maybe I should do more of that. But yeah, I need. I need to find a show that is going to have that sort of weekly quality and all we need to do sort of pop culture on. I'll just go back and watch other stuff and just totally, yeah. go, we are going to do a, like people who go back and watch the Simpsons from, you know, and just do a. Sure. That's all on Disney plus now. Why don't you just do it for stuff on Netflix that goes for a season? Do that. What? And talk about the whole season. <laughs> yeah, just go through one episode at a time on something on Netflix. You, you're already telling you. You're saying we, I can't, we, you're saying that we can't go back and go through stuff on Netflix because it's already been done and it's not this thing, it's already out of time. But we could go back and watch The Simpsons from 100 years ago, but it's the same thing. Just go back and watch a show that you like and talk about it. <laughs> Is this a general call or just specifically for you? Because you like listening to us. I like to think that I represent the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's very kind. I hope you do. I hope you do. Um, Well, we we will find things to podcast about. I am sure of that. (coughs) We will. We will. Mostly because it's how I get to catch up with Stu. So I'm like, hey, Stu, let's do a podcast. (laughs) Hence why there's just a lot of catch-up and I don't edit it all out. that's it. (laughs) But not this episode. This episode's all good. There's no filler. It's a long time. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I am just going to top and tail this and put it up online tomorrow. I'm just letting you know, know. that now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we should wrap things up. Thank you, Stu, as always, for another season of Doctor Who and your Well, I don't, I don't want to take credit takes. for this season of Doctor Who. Oh, but. no, sorry. As in for, you know, podcasting another episode of Doctor Who. And thank yes. you, Dan, for joining us on our first and our last episodes. Uh, we... uh, it was a pleasure to be here. I really need to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we've Let's helped. work it through. Let's work it through. Yeah. And what about the bit that... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. If you have been listening to the Who's Raven on season 13? 4, 12. 12. 12. I, all these numbers, I just am now uploading it via the episode title because I just cannot keep track of all the numbers. I'm very bad. Um, but we will be back with more podcasts at some point, at the very least a 
shoddy Doctor Who episode. <laughs> uh, and in the meantime, I guess we should do that old Doctor Who classic <laughs> line. I'm Chris Chibnall, and I don't know what the hell I'm <laughs> doing. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Uh, we love you, Chris. We love you. We yeah. hope you stay there forever. You didn't make it look easy. <laughs> really hope there's some 16-year-old about to appear on a Newsnight type chat show to I really would love to, to just do him. take his exactly what he said and just do <coughs> the same dress up as him and say the same thing but about him. I, I bet you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Next convention he's at. <laughs> I dare you. Uh, well, fam, we will speak to you all in the future of time and space. Uh, but that's, now that's we inevitable. are. Yeah. Oh, it is inevitable. It's like. Bye, fam. (laughs) Bye, fam. Bye, fam. Bye, fam.